podcast on the yes i am a god don't kid yourself there you're a bit of a pussy no offense <laughs> versus the world productions what has been heard cannot be unheard www.vtwproductions.com the following presentation is licensed under the Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike Non-Commercial License. For more information on Creative Commons licensing, please visit www.creativecommons.org. Title and background music for this production provided courtesy of Sean Beeson, composer for media. Find him on the web at www.seanbeeson.org. Dot com. That's S-E-A-N-B-E-E-S-O-N dot com. I don't like this place. Alive. It's alive. It's alive. Do not panic, ladies and gentlemen. The casuals have taken control of the airwaves. This is Casually Hardcore, live on Versus the World Radio, vtwproductions.com. If you wish to participate in today's show, please come to the website and choose chat at the top of the page. If you have a webcam, click on chat and video to join the video wall. If you want to do IRC chat, click on chat and you can use our web-based IRC client to join in the chat during the show. If you want to email the show, the address is ch at vtwproductions.com. That's ch as in casually hardcore at vtwproductions.com. And now, on with the show! For Sunday, the 12th of August, 2012, this is Casually Hardcore. I am Gnomewise. I'm Eyelight. I am Dexa. And I'm Grail. Excellent. And we are here. There's more than, you know, three of us. I know. Yay. We made it. Booyah! Yep. This is why I love employing a show with spare hosts. <laughs> <laughs> in case one it blows is. out. You, you never know when you make a new one in and you, you're fine. You, you yeah. may throw a host into a flat spin That's and right. flame out. Yeah. <laughs> plug in the hot spare. Bulkhead okay. not a spare. Chunk. How are you doing there, babe? I'm here. <laughs> I made it. I, I, I'm alive this time. I love you. You're pretty. Versus the not alive prior times. <laughs> we are striped with parody. Yes, indeed. Yeah. We, are, we are raid five, or raid we might five. be raid, raid zero plus one. That's true, too. Because drives have gotten so cheap, we might as well. Might as well. Hey, hey. Nerds! Silence! Uh, indeed. Seriously. And before I go too far, tangents! are kind of a big deal. As is tradition mm-hmm. on Casually Hardcore. At the beginning of the At show the beginning. Even... That, that part's not tradition. Okay. Right, uh, yeah, say. <laughs> we begin with the tangent segment. If you're joining us in Internet Relay Chat live, and you should be, for the live listeners are the ones with soul, though soul is highly overrated, just ask a zombie. That's right. In IRC, you will find our producer, nay IRC rep, the one and only Barry Vaughn Awesome. Barry White, save my life. If you're on the video wall, you can even see him, the bearer of Reginald, also known as his beard. Right. 
If you have things to bring to our attention during the show, please send the personal messages to Barry VA and he will bring them to our attention. Do not PM the host directly during the show. You will make for bad radio and we will point and laugh. <laughs> we, we, won't, we won't actually have fun because you will have peed on us. Penis. I don't like that. Exactly. <sighs> what? Alrighty then. All right. Sakani, <laughs> seriously. Already? Um, hey. Sakani. Don't diss the fro. Black, black, black void, basically. People are asking what's an eyelight. Barry, I'm mad at you for not knowing what I am. And Sakani claims that I give good massages. And I'm like, you said you'd never tell. Silence! Dude, is your son? Sakani, have you, you made the drive to Phoenix and not told me? <laughs> I think Jeez, I'm going to go set I, the perimeter alarm. I think he's referring to Nerdtacular when you were sitting right next to us. <laughs> yes, ah. indeed. <laughs> Just to make it even a little crazier. That's it. Um, oh, my God. How's the week been? <laughs> Busy. We finished the uh, growler. I was going to say, I noticed <laughs> yeah. you came back with an empty growler full of mead, so it couldn't have been all bad. An no. empty growler full of mead, huh? What was once a full growler of me is now empty. Yeah, baby, yeah! (laughs) On the good side, I suspect it's one of the only things that deadens the pain given the current weather conditions in Arizona. Ah, yes. Those of you not in the American Southwest. Oh, my God. This is our fifth day in a row of extreme heat warning, which basically is the government saying, just stay the hell inside. There's no point. Right. exhaustion, Exhaustion heat advisory. Yeah. Yeah. This, this is the, the time of year where you do question, okay, why the hell do I live in Arizona? I don't know. Most, the other 10 months of the year, other than August and September, it's all sunshine and kittens, and you're laughing at the rest of the world saying, snow, what is that snow thing you speak of? Ha ha ha. I don't know. I don't think July was exactly a walk in the park no. either. <laughs> See, it's when I get to August, I look back longingly at July and yeah. say, Hey, it wasn't that bad. Yes, yeah. at the time I was whining and bitching, but as, as it right. turns out, I had no grounds to whine and bitch because August has reminded me it can get worse. Oh yeah, and oh my God, has it? It's just that it's in the 115 range, yep. and just oh. with that added little bit of extra humidity. I mean, the percentage shift in humidity is ridiculously tiny. Oh my God, do you feel that you at feel 115 it. degrees? It's just the difference between stepping out of your home and saying, wow, it's hot, uh, versus stepping out of your home and say, I must kill myself because it is that oppressive and there's no no reason to go on living. I I was outside all day yesterday. Well, most of the day. Good chunk of the day. Good chunk of the day. Yeah. That's where we were drinking the meat. (laughs) (laughs) I hope you were adding lots of water to that. Yeah. Oh, and... Uh, it was, so you finished mead, or a growler of mead. We, still we have, have more. We still have a keg, so yeah. Yeah. there will be a refill a involved here. No, we actually, we took it to um, we took it to a party that our friends had. Um, You're a giver. Yes. Yeah. We it spread was, the love. It was actually a party to um, discuss how awesome the previous party yeah. was. <laughs> to view a video the of, view of the video previous of the party. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's how epic the party was. was we had say, to have another party just to discuss it. Clearly, you are doing it right. <laughs> But we got some uh, high scores on our mead. Yeah, awesome. Everybody people seemed people to were loving it. Like it was it. so good job there. Yeah, no? awesome. Yeah. yeah. My advice to you: start drinking heavy. 
<laughs> Start drinking heavily. <laughs> yes. Yeah. No. Props to you. It was great meat, and you got great comments on it. Awesome. Right. Yeah. It was. A, it was a blast. I'm interested in, in spicing some of it up and you know laying it down over some all spice or something just to. Yeah. Spiced meat apparently just try is it also out. supposed to be fun to do. Try to oh, yeah. as well. Yeah. Yeah. All, all different variations. Now that we've got some to play yeah. with. It was good. More I, than we actually got some. the comment. It kind of almost had like a wine-like quality to it. Yeah. That's it what did. you're shooting for. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah it, it is basically honey wine. Well, you're, just, you're just getting yeah. the flavors of the honey it was made from instead of the flavors of the grapes it right, was made from. Right. 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 But the people who, you know, who are mead enthusiasts will say, well, yes, it gets exactly the same kind of terroir that wine gets because it's all about what you make it from sure. that brings the flavor to the table. I'm not a huge fan of just honey, mm-hmm. so I don't have a refined palate of, oh, clover honey versus orange blossom honey. The people uh. claim that there's a vast difference depending on what, what the bees were, were feeding Eating. on. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, no, I'm a huge fan of clover honey, and you give me some of the other types of honey, and I hate them. Good thing that we use clover on this one, then. Really, really, um, I can. You I can, can taste the difference. Yeah, mm. and and it is substantial, and it is not pleasant when you run into honey that you didn't like what the bees were eating. Um, seriously, <laughs> I take your word for it. Had a bad diet. <laughs> yep, bad diet bees. If your bees um, were feeding on dog poop, you're going to have a bad time. Yeah. <laughs> going to have some bad honey there. Um, garbage in, garbage out, kids. Right. <laughs> Speaking of kids, uh, we uh, <laughs> took our son to his first day of fourth grade. Oh, um, okay. And, uh, of course, our daughter's not there yet. Nope, in she's still in preschool. Still doing the preschool thing. Mm. Um, and I, I realized that... Uh, Yet another thing had broken in my car, so I couldn't put the window down to say goodbye to my son on his first day of fourth grade, and he was, of course, nervous going in and everything. So, I get the call. I'm a bad parent. Why? Because my car is broken. What? And I want you to fix it by remote <laughs> over the phone right, right now. now. Send your mind into my car and fix the damn window. <laughs> it's like, you, were, you weren't in a position to like just open the door and say bye. Uh. Have you can I can't actually reach across the car because he's getting out on the other side and you have like three seconds no, to I mean do it your when you're dropping. Oh, okay. So they were like issuing yeah, they're you through. Lining like, you gotta up. go. This is yeah. the, the super like, efficient drop your not, kids off. And yeah, if do you not don't play if, games. if you don't have the window gotcha. open so you so can like shout John I love you, have a the, good day. At the buffet, you sure. take and move, you take and move. Right, and you right. drop your kid and you go. Or, okay. or you will be lynched. You fire him out there. That's great. Tuck and roll. All right, we're going to have a good jump today. We're going to have a good jump today. That's awesome. Oh, seriously. Oh, so yeah, he comes, you know, he he, luckily had a good day and he's had a good week. So that was awesome. And he discovered laser tag. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the the kids club over the summer took them over to Stratum Laser Tag. Yeah. And, uh, And he loves it. So every weekend he's saving his money all across the week for laser tag. Nice. And uh, comes and says, says, Dad, Dad, let's go to laser tag. And he keeps trying to talk Mom into it. And Mom yeah. goes, no, Mom gets arrested at laser tag. So Mom doesn't play laser tag anymore. Daddy made the mistake of taking Mommy to laser tag once. And that Stratum, though, is pretty cool. They're like, it's a big arena. Oh, no, it's it's yeah, huge. It's they, claim, yeah. they claim to be the largest yeah. in the U.S. I don't it's, know if they are, but it's, it's enormous. It's big enough that you get a workout running you around yeah, and chasing yeah. five-year-olds. Yeah. <laughs> 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 no, they're. I mean, they're using the the UltraZone gear, yeah. which is, I think they're the last laser tag provider standing out really. there. Yeah, um, but it's 
well maintained, and mm-hmm. it, it is definitely a huge arena to the point where they support three teams, right? Which is atypical. So you can be red, blue, or yellow. Yeah. Um, an interesting t- take where they actually where they had a one birthday group that wanted to be the small teams. We had two large teams and one small team. Ah. Uh, so we kind of cornered the small team and annihilated Just them. <laughs> it's like, happy, happy birthday! birthday! <laughs> well, the birthday boy yeah. gets a special pack. Right. That has the one green laser in the arena. Yeah. And rapid fire. Right. So he's, he's the machine gun, so he's having a blast. Oh, <laughs> sure. It's like, must contain him. <laughs> Keep him down. Keep him down. It's like, the happy thing you want to do to the birthday boy is make him the biggest exactly. target on the field. Keep him down. Keep him down. He's getting up. He's getting up. It's one of the things when I lived up in Everett, they had another, another competing style called Qzar. It was Quasar everywhere else in the, in the world. There must have been a trademark dispute, so they renamed it Qzar in, in the United States. They had really neat um, designs for their vests and their guns, and they actually, by default, had a red team and a green team and already had the, the red and green lasers. So you could actually use the laser as a tracer mm-hmm. to figure out that the other team was firing from a particular location, which was mm-hmm. added an extra dimension to the game. But they also had a lot of fun variation in styles of game. Right. One of them was unlimited fire rate. Basically, as fast as you could feather. The, oh, that's awesome. And oh my God, was that fun. I You'd bet. walk out with a massive yeah. cramp in your hand. Yeah, from going, <laughs> yeah as fast as you It was complete mayhem. You didn't actually get anything constructive done, but oh my God, was it fun. Right, right. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Never a dull moment. So obviously... Love of laser tag is passed genetically. Genetically on, yeah. 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 Obviously, um, our our son handles competition better than his mother does because mom had to give up playing laser tag because I don't like being camped the same way I don't like it in video games. <laughs> I don't like it in laser tag. Sadly, in laser tag, I'm actually face to face with my enemies. Yeah. <laughs> Therefore, I lose a little, lost a little control. That was like, oh gosh, that was 20 years ago, though. That was a long time ago. Mm, that's good. Frightening. So, you might have my control I, now. I, I haven't yeah. been back since then. <laughs> I love laser tag. There was body checking awesome. involved. There's what? Body, body checking, checking involved. Oh, body checking. <laughs> Me that's body right. checking that's, this really big guy, and I really little, knocked him over. <laughs> little cookie cutter. <laughs> I had a little problem. In the Black Void, oh, everybody yeah. say hello to sleep deprived new father. Emperor 1G. Hey, right. look at that. Congratulations, Congratulations on the arrival of the crown prince. Mm-hmm. Um, not sure. I believe he is home. So the sleep deprivation has begun in earnest. Uh, they did. Yeah. Yes, the I three, believe they have uh, said 3.30 a.m. feedings. Right. It's th- at this stage, it's not... It's not too bad at this point. You can, because you can schedule it at right. this stage. Unless, right. unless, God forbid, they have a colicky child or something. Yeah, like yeah. Then it's... And Emperor, I hope to God you don't have that. I hope you're merely having to get up for the 3.30 scheduled feed- yeah. feeding where they go right back down again. Right. Well, you get the... Um, yeah. It, everybody will have advice for you. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you want advice, uh, let us know. We all have our own sets. Well, it's to not share a, it's with not you. Emperor's first rodeo. This yeah. is just, yeah. he's just doing so. the same thing we did, which is to get a young kid at an advanced age and go, hmm, how interesting. <laughs> uh, and back into this land again. Here okay. we go again. Okay. Right. Well, like so, don't envy him, but congratulations and welcome back. Yeah, for sure. So. For sure. So for yes, for the first time today, um, Arch Nemesis comes down. And she spots a pretty dress hanging in, and it was her Easter dress. 
And rather than wanting to put on her, her regular kind of knit shorts and skirts and things like that, she really, really wanted the pretty dress. And she was not taking no for an answer today. Mm-hmm. So she was walking around all day today. I'm pretty. I'm cute. And saying that, I'm pretty. <laughs> I'm cute. Um, and it's been pretty funny. So full crinoline the whole nine yards. Yep. yep. She looks really cute. Um, oh, and let's see. I caused... Gnome-wise pain on Friday. I physically injured, physically damaged him Friday. In an organized fashion. In an in organized of, in fashion. In front of a room full of people. Yep. Yep. Cool. In front of a crowd. We did a martial arts demo oh, cool. on Friday and gem- demonstrated joint locks for the crowd. Mm. So I hurt him. He hurt me. People walked up to us afterwards and said, yeah, we're not going to make you angry anymore. <laughs> I said, all right, good. <laughs> Our point has been taken. <laughs> So that's good because we're not demoing this ever know, again either. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> no, we were showing how how her shorter stature gives her a massive advantage for a lot of these moves, mm-hmm. and it's like crack snapping the audience. <laughs> like, oh, you gotta feel sorry for that guy. Cause, oh yeah, damn. I mean, we weren't even doing the big throws or anything like that where she gets to bury my face in the mat or sure. something like that. No, it's interestingly um, we we don't do the throws because the last time I threw him, I put him into a wall. Well, yeah. there were no mats or anything where we were doing this demo, too. Right. So. Yeah, that the, would nope, not be nope. fun. <laughs> nope. Uh, you go flying across the room. Oh, they took my freaking kidney. Exactly. When I regained consciousness. <laughs> uh, so it's pretty funny. Very cool. But It, uh, it served its purpose. Yeah. We've been, yeah, so we're up and around and about the place and trying to. Oh, I, was, I was performing office archaeology today. Oh, oh my yeah. God. Did you find some good uh, treasure? Yeah. yeah. What did you find? Uh, well, I found the... Like five and a quarter drive or something? <laughs> Almost. <laughs> the nerdtacular oh, bag yeah. over we there that a, we're going to... Uh, we have a full swag bag, plus a little bit of extra stuff thrown into it from Nerdtacular 2012. We need to decide how we want to give, give away, away to a, uh, a listener. Cool. So suggestions for that are welcomed. Mm-hmm. A reminder that the call-in topic for this week is the aborted call-in topic from last week. Right. Skype, or excuse me, Cox Communications failed us last week. Yes. yes. And so just in the last bit of the show where we would normally be taking calls, the internet was up and down like a yo-yo. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Skype was not happening. So call-in topic. What is your favorite or what is a good story from your favorite moment in a co-op game, non-MMO? Right. So what's your favorite co-op game, not massively multiplayer style? Um, why or what style of game? Um, also, in the third segment of the show, uh, we will be taking a call from Atlas, the organizer of the Triwizard Drinking Tournament. That's right. Where we will be that uh, we'll be enjoying our third dose of this year at Penny Arcade Expo Prime mm-hmm. at the end of August, beginning of September here. Yeah. And Atlas was impressed. We were doing our sound check earlier, and he was saying, you, you managed to get in to Slytherin Death Eaters? Were you there for the first six minutes? And he goes, I was there for the first minute. Yeah. <laughs> like, Daxa felt really strongly about this. Yes. So we were in there in about 30 seconds, apparently. Yeah. So, yeah. Watching for it, watching for it, watching for it now! We got in, and like, it was like, oh my god, we need a form account. <laughs> yeah. So we had to quickly go back and Oops. create that, and then come back in, and we still managed Just to made it. it. Yeah. So third segment, we will be uh, having a little interview and discussing what's uh, what's in store for us in Seattle this year for the Tri-Wizard Drinking Tournament, also known as the Penny Arcade Expo Oh My God Pub Crawl. 
and and benefits Child's Play. Yes. Of course. Yeah. Absolutely. All so proceeds always. go to benefit Child's Play charities. So it's not like we really want to drink. It's that we oh, have yeah, to yeah. drink for the kids. <laughs> we are, we are, com- my arm. We are oh. compelled <laughs> to help the children. You know, power of charity. Kids. Kids. You know. <laughs> for kids. <laughs> <laughs> we must help the children. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, but, um, yeah. So, he, that's going to be really pack great. Pack sucker proxy? What? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Speaking of PAX, though, um, they posted the schedule. Oh, I have not seen that yet. Oh, also. cool. So for all of you out there, if you want to go and take a look at the, the schedule, it's on the PAX, uh, PAX site. PAXsite.com. Go to PAX Prime, go to schedule, and you can see the schedule and see if there's anything that we must see or record or interview or whatever you want us to do. Um, let us know on that right. on that schedule because it's long. Yeah, we'll take a look at the schedule. We do actually do have a solid amount of people, so we might be able to cover a little bit more than we have in previous years. Exactly. Yeah. Um, at the same time, if you're somebody that's a, you're really interested in getting an interview with, I don't know, like Bioshock Infinite or one of the big top tier games that are there, let us know because we have that window 9 a.m. on the first day where sneak we have in an hour where we pretty much can get some of those uh, talks. We should done. have three recording sets. We have the two H1s that you guys purchased for us. Thank mm-hmm. you again. Uh, shout out to all donators from previous donation drives. Um, Amen. Yeah. And we should be able to borrow the H2 from UAT if they're feeling generous. So she was three highly mobile recording rigs to go grab stuff in that little window of opportunity so plus, literally, plus you can regular stuff out. during sure. during the show. Absolutely, right. that but means that it's one recorder for two people. Right, and which then is perfect. And then right. if Barry goes, he can be our gopher. Who? Gopher. What? Yeah. The who? What? Minion. The what? What? Minion. <laughs> yes, the the somewhat happier ending to Sakani not being able to uh, attend. attend with us this year is that they are shuffling, and Barry's looking at buying his tickets off of Sakani so they do not go to waste, right. and joining us for, I think, all three days. I think Sakani had gotten three separate one-day passes. That's awesome. Because they had run out of the three-day passes. It was, I don't know. He managed to piece it together somehow and then learned that he couldn't go. So we're going to miss you, Sakani. Yeah. Uh, sorry. But so sad, but yay, Minion. Minion! <laughs> <laughs> we are so... Wait a minute. Hold the phone. What? the hell is Copy doing in Doc Dad's office? Huh? What? That's Copy. Uh-huh. That's Doc Dad's office. Is it? Unless she bought the same furniture, poster, and house. Possible. In which case, I'm a little freaked out. I take it back. I don't want to know. Copy's Moving on. on. It says, uh, Sean Caster says that Copy is on vacation. It's a crossover issue. I like that. It's a crossover issue. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Good job, Barry. You win one internet. <laughs> Just earned your keep this week. Oh. <laughs> uh, do you play, play, see what happens when I play his intro in a timely manner? Yeah, exactly. We may upgrade you to Supreme Minion. <laughs> <laughs> Head of the Minions. Head of Minions. Yeah. I don't Executive know. Executive producer. Ah. Minion. <laughs> minion. I can't say that on the air. (laughs) (laughs) You can think it real loud, though. I I thought of something and went, I can't figure out a way to say that on the air. I'm not touching it. Okay, then. I I just yesterday watched Despicable Me with the kids, and 
So the, the minions there, are, they make the they minions. make the show. Oh, of course, the best. yeah. Bye bye. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All the little noises and all figuring, and they're all so helpful. Right. All they want to do is help you, and so they're figuring out how to help the kids. Step aerobics. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It makes you think. What would minions do in their downtime? They they kind of give you the the whole view into the background. Boogie robots. I love that. I love the minions. I believe they are making a sequel to that one. That that's a worthy. Yeah, they are. Yeah, Yeah. I heard that's a worthy worthy ground. There's plenty of stories yet to be told there. That and the voice actor that did grew. Uh, Steve Carell. Steve Carell. Yeah. yeah. Nailed it. Oh, he yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he did a good job. Yeah. Pretty it was, well. yeah, it was a fun movie. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm easily amused. I guess so. <laughs> Moving on. Oh, um, so, yes, told you about Atlas, told you what your call in topic for the fourth half of the show shall be. Correct. Fourth half. Yes. It's a technical. That term. is how we roll. Dang it. Splash water your, on the broadcast rig. Your, you just watch me. Your, I'll do it. I'll do it. Don't like, think I won't. Who was it, Takani or someone that posted the uh, miles per hour and then they had a, an algebra problem in order for you to figure out how many miles per hour? <laughs> right. I saw that. <laughs> solve for X. Yeah, solve yeah. for X. <laughs> oh, 45 miles per hour. Okay. Got it. Keeping my algebra skills Shocked. tight. Yep. <laughs> exactly. And there's a doc dead now. Sideways into the camera there. Distracted by the video wall. This is me not touching that. Moving right along. Just big old blind spot to my right. Hi, guys. (laughs) (laughs) Big old blind spot. Hi. If you don't know what the hell we're talking about, go to vtwproductions.com, hover over chat at the top, and choose chat and video wall. Even if you don't have a webcam of your own, you can see those of us who have chosen to participate on the video wall. If you do have a a webcam... We encourage you to participate. It is one of the most fun things we do is we get to see each other live in person while the shows are going on, which I think is completely awesome and cool. It is awesome and cool. The internet is working as intended. For the moment. Yeah. yeah. Let's not put a curse on it. Remember last exactly. week. Exactly. That's right. Remember the Alamo Man. Yes. <laughs> it's been a while, though. Uh, you know. And typically, historically, Cox likes to do their maintenance and upgrades on Sundays. Right. Because... Generally speaking, it is the lowest usage um, non-business day. Yeah. Because they're caught in the world of most of their networks serve both their business clients and their home clients. Sure. So the business clients pay a hell of a lot more money for their service. So they're going to do the maintenance on the weekends. Right. And inconvenience the heavy using home clients because, well, we give them less money per megabit. Total, yes. So we lose... But I keep getting dumped from chat, too, so I'm irritated. Really? Uh, Dang it. That's I wonder weird. if we've gone over the magical limit of number of people. No, here. usually that's pretty catastrophic when five. that happens. Yeah. Actually, that, that, yeah. that kicks us all out. <laughs> yeah. That's right. <laughs> that's like the nuclear strike okay. if we get over that. So, yeah. You yeah. have okay. G-lined. Yeah. <laughs> Moving on. Yeah. Um, Did you guys make it out to... Total Recall or Born? No, we wanted to. Originally, you have childcare and everything lined up, and then nails happened. Yeah. Who told you to go? She's giving me the stink eye, like I was was accusing her of something. This is not very fascinating radio. (laughs) (laughs) It's fascinating for me. I'm I'm, I'm the one getting a hole bored in my forehead. (laughs) 
So we'll just take oh that as goodness. no. No, we didn't okay. make it. Um, we were um, much more interested in alcohol, mm. um, and therefore we, uh, we 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 did things out of order. Uh, gotcha. Yeah, uh, we drank the wine and then couldn't drive the car. Gotcha. Um, so we stayed home and and watched um, old born movies <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> on, yeah, on uh, Amazon and Netflix and. The you know where we, we could. We need to finish watching um, Ultimatum, right? Because from everything I'm reading, is you absolutely need to be up on Ultimatum to understand the first half of um, Legacy. 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 Yep. Um, so it, it is good that we have begun. We've begun watching Ultimatum. We just keep you know being old and falling asleep. But well. it's it's there waiting for us. I mean, realistically, they all pretty much had the same plot. I think if, you're, if you've watched one of them, you've watched all three. Apparently, exactly. I mean, from the, the one review I've read, it, it hooks directly into a lot of specific things okay. that happen because it's the same guy, right? Carrying the story yeah. forward, producing and, and writing. Okay, so it's a, it's it apparently is a definite continuation, and it, and you are well served by having some, ultimatum fresh in your thoughts. mind. Okay, and also apparently. The time frame of Ultimatum and Legacy overlap. It's not one happens after the right. other. A lot of of Legacy apparently are, is happening during Ultimatum. Oh, okay. It's like here's what was happening elsewhere in the world in yeah. Treadwell and Blackfire yeah. when Jason was over here was, doing yeah. things. Oh. So cool. I plan to finish watching Ultimatum before we go to see Gotcha. But yes. and have that fresh in brain. Very but cool. I actually had above Total Recall on the list. I actually had Born Legacy yeah. oh, on the absolutely. list above that. Yeah, Total Recall Total doesn't really Re- interest oh, me yeah. that much. Total no. Recall is, it's, it's I, I understand it as a remake, but I'm not sure how close it is to the original. Um, it's closer to the books apparently than it is to the actual original, but... It's even far from it's that. It's even far from, from that. Yeah. Yeah. Now, did you guys make it to either of them? No. no. Well, yeah, we'll see Legacy. You I were drinking mead. I don't care about <laughs> yeah. uh, Total Recall. Every, every review I've read about Total Recall basically says, if you like the first one, you really probably won't like this. <laughs> ah. <laughs> Which I'm like, all right. That's all I need that to know. That kind of cuts me out then, so yeah. got it. So you were on the um, the dis- disgruntled. You were on grape. We were on grape wine. You were on honey wine. And none of us made it to the movies. There you go. Yeah. Amen. Well, I don't know. It's exciting stuff that's happened this week. Not much in our lives, thank goodness. So we've conveniently reached the end of yes. the first segment. What a great time to run out of stuff I know. to talk about. It's good. Exactly. <laughs> you are listening to Casually Hardcore Live on Versus the World Radio, vtwproductions.com. Check us out on the web. Find all the fine shows under the Shows tab. You will be glad that you did. Got some Pollen Storm queued up for you guys. This is Ten Fingered Johnny. We'll be back right after this. This show is brought to you in part by Audible. Audible Audible.com is the leading provider of premium digital spoken audio information and entertainment on the internet. With over 85,000 programs for more than 1,000 content providers, including leading audiobook publishers, broadcasters, entertainers, magazine and newspaper publishers, and business information providers. Audible customers can also have their Audible content wirelessly delivered to their smart mobile devices daily, even while sleeping, taking the computer out of the equation. To find out more, visit vtwproductions.com and click on the audible.com advertisement on the left-hand side. Or visit audiblepodcast.com forward slash vtwproductions. New customers in the United States and Canada will receive a free audiobook download when they sign up via that link. audiblepodcast.com forward slash vtwproductions. 
Ten-fingered Johnny on the first day of July. He loved the season's grand displays of fireworks in the sky. Way hey, Tora Laura Lee. And so he drove across the state line to the fireworks stand. He came back with a string of firecrackers in his hand. He struck a match and lit them up, and everybody ran except for Johnny. Way hey, boom, and up she goes. Six-fingered Johnny on the 2nd of July And his need for large explosions still had not run dry Way hey tura lorale So he went walking down Main Street With two M80s he had found and set them off in the gazebo at the center of the town. And when the fuse began to sputter, no one stood around except for Johnny. Way, hey, boom, and up she goes. Three-fingered Johnny on the third day of July, jonesing for the ultimate in pyrotechnic highs. He tied a brick of Johnny Rebs onto a model plane And then he doused the whole shebang in 93 octane It flew straight up and straight back down But nobody was maimed Except for Johnny Way, hey, boom, and up she goes. 1.5 limb Johnny on the fourth day of July hopped to the construction site to give it one last try. Way, hey, tura, lura, Inside the foreman's trailer was a case of dynamite. Johnny held a zippo tween his toes and set it burning bright. The foreman saw the sparks begin and everyone took flight. Except for Johnny. Way, hey, boom, and up she goes. They buried Johnny on the fifth day of July. And everyone in town showed up to say their last goodbye. Way, hey, Tura, Lura, And though they knew he was a moron, no one could dispute the depth of Johnny's dedication to his life's pursuit. And 67 Roman candles fired off in salute to the 67 pieces left of Johnny. Way, hey, boom, and up she goes. This is Danielle Corsetto from Girls with Slingshots, and you are listening to Versus the World Radio. I hope you have a drink candy. Geeks in a Gaming World. Casually Hardcore continues live on Versus the World, Radio VTWProductions.com. Geeks in the Gaming World, it is indeed. And this uh, first one here, I'm still not playing D3. Right. But you so should you be. Can, I know. In my <laughs> copious spare time, hey, at least I, I have a freaking gaming rig. 
that works again. And awesome. as of and today, I can sit at my desk again. <laughs> that was <laughs> so part of the tangent section. Should have been I, I touched on it, but I was saying I was doing office right. archaeology. That was right. my code for the sedimentary layers of the office being cleaned right, down right, to the floor. Hey, do you know we have a floor in there? Nice. Wow. No shit. We we took my computer apart. My gaming it, rig apart. To take to Nerdtacular. To take to Nerdtacular at the end of June. Right. And it had still not been reconstructed and put back together in until my desk today. functional uh. until today. <laughs> so literally, I could not even sit in, at my office desk here at home and play anything. Not that we had time to play anything, which is why... Because... It sat there. It sat yeah. there. But also, in the meantime... Piles of paperwork. Sure, got, of course. Just, Mail, it, all that the crap. The yeah. desk just attracted... That gets thrown on my desk. <laughs> well, because it wasn't exactly being used. That has been rectified. <laughs> Every time I walked in, it was worse. I was like, so I just... Now that we have two functional now. gaming rigs, perhaps D3 will find its way in. But the nerfing yes. of the mobs. Yeah. Now, as right. D3 players... What is, what is the goal of this? Why... Well, basically, they, their whole... Reasoning behind it is that when you got to Inferno, you hit brick walls. Basically, gear-restricted brick walls that you had to go and farm, or it almost... And there was a good analogy on there. It's, it's almost like a hidden freemium-type game where, yeah, you've hit, you've hit Inferno levels, so we have this real money auction, auction house, house here where you can get all your gear you need. You just got to throw some bucks this way. Mm-hmm. Um, so there was a lot of complaints around that and just the way the end game was set up. So that was their reasoning behind nerfing. At the same time... I mean, I, I, I don't like to see a gear-dependent wall that they, that they erected. At the same time, you're now making it easier, so that's fits Blizzard's MO. Mm-hmm. Uh-oh, people are whining. Give them nerf, what they want. Nerf, nerf, So I can hear the whirling of the nerf bat. Yeah. Spoil your players. I don't know. It's not... So, yeah. Personally, I've only made it to hell level, and then I've kind of just... Ha- we haven't been playing it. Um, mm-hmm. Other Because ga- you got Minecraft. Cause we've Minecraft has taken some time. Uh, Mass Effect 3 multiplayer, which is so good, <laughs> has taken a lot of time. I have so much fun. And yeah, and then Doctor Who. And I even actually managed to install Magicka because our son got it. And he mm-hmm. started playing it a lot. And then I finally I'd bought it during the summer sale. And so I installed it and got a little just intro into it. And I'm like, oh, that's kind of a neat game. It's actually pretty cool. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's, that's where my time's gone. But eventually I'll get back to D3 at some point. And, you know, really, so for me, I don't know. I've never played on Infernal level, so I can't tell you if it was as horrible as people say it was or um, if people are just whining. <laughs> but again, it's just one of those things where you look at it and you go, wow, a lot of people complain and Blizzard capitulated. As Shocked. they are wont to do. Shocked I was, <laughs> I tell you. Mm-hmm. So I'd be curious if anybody out there had played into Inferno if this was actually a welcome change or uh, not Blizzard so much. Being Blizzard. Yeah, Blizzard being Blizzard. All right, what else we got? So we got that. Uh, we got a lot of news coming out about XCOM. Yeah. Um, they did a couple of big write-ups, and one of the big things is they actually has mentioned they're going to have multiplayer in it. Uh, right now, the multiplayer is pretty basic. It's one-on-one. Uh, but for the first time in XCOM, you get to take control of the, the aliens. aliens. And they do it almost a la Warhammer point builds, where you each, each the human side and the alien side gets a certain number of points, and they have unit costs for each of the units and you 
basically build your army and then kind of go out and fight. And you can do a small scale, you know, it's just determined by the uh, point size. So uh, you can have a very small skirmish or go out to like a really large scale battle. Now, for those of you who are are young and don't know, XCOM US UFO Defense is a classic game that is about to enjoy a revival in its new version, and never before had you been able to play from the alien side. It was always you were defending against the USOs. Right. So this the ability to play both sides is, is big. It's fun. really it's new, a yeah. Fun deal. And I mean, it's because I believe it's coming out in October. So my guess is, is this is probably all the initial multiplayer that's going to be in there. I'd love to see them add some sort of co-op though to it, you know, a la our call-in topic, um, or some other modes. Maybe something with a little bit more than just uh, one-on-one. I think that would be interesting. But yeah, I really am excited for the game. Yeah. I really hope they capture the AI that they gave to those. The aliens, the aliens, because yeah. it was so good in X in UFO defense. I'll never forget like going to a crash site and you know basically stacking my units up on the door to go into the spaceship, uh-huh. and you have like you know one guy to cover to the right side, one guy to the left, and then you have the guy who's going to go and breach. And literally, I get my units there, and they're some of my most experienced guys. And this little alien opens the door in his turn, runs in the middle of them, and detonates a grenade on himself <laughs> to take out my guys. I just stood there, like, I was just in, like, my jaw was open, and you just kind of, like, are staring at the no, screen. Like, yeah. I don't believe they did that. <laughs> he killed himself to take out my guys. Oh, you yeah. son of a... Oh. Yeah. So, yeah. That's why I think co-op would be so great for that guy. Yeah. I really wish they would put in a co-op option, because that would be so much fun to play. And I'm sorry, but that's actually a pretty intelligent yeah. uh, response. You know, the the sacrifice mm-hmm. move, sacrifice play, because now you're completely screwed. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> basically, yeah. And he lost one unit. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. yeah he lost one unit. And like I lost, like one of my guys who was one of my best was killed in action. The other guy was critically wounded, and it was just like, holy crap, you. And it, you did. did like I hadn't, and up to that point they hadn't done that, so I really was not prepared for that. <laughs> you are not prepared. Well, and I feel like in XCOM that happened a lot. Like there was always something happening, like for the first time that you were like, ah, uh, ah. Uh, yeah. What it? I didn't what plan the for heck that was at that? all. <laughs> what the and heck that kid is good AI design. Exactly. Really good yeah. AI design. Basically, they're up in the ante and making it more intelligent. Yeah. What I what I think is interesting is when they do that, when they watch how the player plays, and as the player gets better, so does the AI. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the AI's difficulty level will increase as they move along. And I think that that's, you know, how they actually program it to make those judgments is really interesting to me. Right, mm-hmm. right. So that's, I think it would be really cool to see this multiplayer um, as it comes out, and I think it, it would be really cool to see a co-op version of it. Oh, yeah, that yeah. would be really neat. Well, I mean, yeah. even the like 2v2 alien versus Terran. Sure. Human. Sure. Okay. Yeah, yeah, even if it's just a skirmish mode with co-op, mm-hmm. I mean, that'd be fine. It doesn't have to be the campaign. So just kind of like saying it, more news on the Ooyah. 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 So the Kickstarter concluded. And it was a, it was really it was really close. It was it was tight. You know they were looking for nine hundred fifty thousand dollars, not insignificant. So you can, no. you can see why it would be tight. They merely garnered eight million five hundred ninety six thousand four hundred seventy five dollars. Yeah. <laughs> and there's totally no demand for an open source hardware platform for game developers. None. Whatsoever. Just ask the big developer houses. They will tell you there's no demand for this kind of thing. Why are you even bothering? I know. For $8 million. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
This project successfully raised its funding four days ago. You think? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 63,416 backers. And I love the, uh, the whole idea of the Ouya, which is a you know, $100 mm-hmm. gaming rig. So even if it turns out to be a bust, you're not out 300 No. And I think there's tremendous potential here for, even if, even if only a handful of really good games from independent developers come out, it's, you can get your hundred dollars. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, you know, I was willing to buy a Wii mm-hmm. for the novelty of what it does, right. and you know, this one is cheaper. <laughs> and so I, I definitely want to check this out. And you know, it's a good time for it because there's a lot of folks out there that are really getting antsy about where's the next consoles. Mm-hmm. Where why aren't we into the next generation? You even have developers now coming out, kind of like. We can't push this anymore. This is your hardware has hit our limit. We can't right. do anything more with this hardware. Well, and you look at where a lot of the gaming, especially casual gaming growth, is in is in the portable market. Right, tablets, tablets, and phones, and you see the rooster block of the Apple App Store. And I've now seen that in person. The pain in the butt it is to get your app approved, mm-hmm. and this will take away that gate gatekeeper to a certain extent. Because so, they're going to have their own app store that won't have nearly as rigorous requirements as Apple. Sure. In fact, they're going to be basically, hey, if you're not writing malware, go to town. And I'm curious to see what kind of creative things will make it to the console without that kind of a gatekeeper in the way. Yeah. Screwing things up. Yeah. Um, so developers, if you think you have the next big neat idea, the next braid or whatever it may be, Go for it. It's a, yeah, it's it may be a viable option. It may see changes then to the Apple Store. You may see changes to uh, the Xbox Live network and how we were seeing the slow changes. We saw yeah. the, on the new ninety dollars revision of the Apple TV things like Hulu Plus turning right. up and yeah. Amazon Video, uh, Prime Video, and all that. Mm-hmm. So they're being more accepting of competitors. I think they're feeling more confident in their product. Their own product exactly. as far as the, the iTunes store. Yeah. Exactly. Where they realize it's a not a zero sum game all the time. Yes, to a certain extent, I will have a choice of where I get my movie from. Right. And if I get it from Amazon, I'm not likely to also buy it from Apple. But if they really want to sell Apple households where I've got my Apple TV and possibly the iTV in the future where it's all in one. For now, I've got my Apple TV hockey puck mm-hmm. on my regular television. I've got iTunes on my computer. I have my iPhone, my iPod sure. Touch, and my iPad. iPad. And I can get to all my content from it. They're going to get my money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, but, I mean, uh, more specifically from a gaming standpoint, mm-hmm. it's really about them. If there's a developer out there that has this the killer unit app. and... You're, it, they make it very easy for developers to put games up and you know charge a reasonable rate or don't cut as much and uh, thus developers get more money for when they do that on say an Ouya, mm-hmm. you may see the other gaming services I, uh, App Store for Apple um, Xbox Live, PlayStation Network them, Google Play and they all may those. have to start going well, you know maybe we have to re- reduce some of our restrictions, maybe we need to, or at least on a case by case basis we can see, oh hey that's wildly popular on the Ouya Maybe we want to fast track the approval right, for iOS. Right, right, right. Exactly. Yeah, it's kind of like a minor league. Right. <laughs> yeah, Basically, exactly. I mean, yeah. if the, the next Angry Birds yeah. shows up for Ouya, and then it, from there it's an easy port to Android portable devices because sure. mm-hmm. it's already Android at that right, point. Right, right. Apple can say, hmm, 
Uh, Green light it. Bring it in, bring it in, bring it in. Yeah. Exactly. So. On, on another note, um, it was interesting to check out the Kickstarter Penny Arcade. Uh, Kickstarter. Penny, Penny Arcade sells out? Yeah. Yep. Their Kickstarter is 71 hours to go. Um, they they will be funded. They set their goal low at two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Right, so they made the um, one that gets rid of the banner ad at the top of their right, and that's they've got four hundred and sixty. Um, it does not look. They've got seven thousand six hundred thirteen backers right now. It doesn't look like they're going to get their million. Um, they're going to get their million in order to remove all of their ads and all the homepage ads and things like that. Um, so we'll see. But they've got just three days left it's still a very interesting exercise how it it changes from here to there getting you know an income stream that's not solely tied to advertisers which is what they pretty much what they've been up until this point so now they at least have a dual income stream where they can say we only need to rely we don't need to sell our souls 65 percent to the advertisers and the rest will come directly from the consumers of our content mm-hmm. that changed their attitude and was there, not that they've ever really restrained themselves no. all that much as far as what what they're willing to write and comment on and do um, so the, but the less restriction and the less they feel beholden to other powers to me I think the better sure and they could actually really be picky about the advertise they, advertisers they want you know? so, no we, we right. don't need you we don't care how we much really money you've got we really want this person to advertise because they have this great product that we want that to we talk believe about. in exactly so not merely accepting all comers exactly really say hey we've got this independent game developer that we want to help popularize we can give them the banner ad across the top of our page because we are not relying on that anymore. So that becomes a new space for them. Exactly. Instead of advertising, it can become a space of, here's this really cool thing that we would love to see succeed, right. not because they're giving us money, but because we love it. That's a whole other world. Yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, props to them for at least trying it. Absolutely. I'm, I'm, it, was, it was interesting to see how, how well it has succeeded. I, did, I really initially didn't think they would get as far as they got, so... Yeah. You go, boys. That's right. Yeah. So, yeah, congratulations on making that goal and knowing that you're going to get funded to that level. It is kind of a, a new thing on Kickstarter to, to ask for lower than you think you can achieve to ensure that you get your funding based on the way their model works. Um, so I'm, I'm excited to see more creative people work through Kickstarter and crowdfund. Now, from the... Internet Discussion Board Hot Button Department. Yep. Uh, gamers, air quotes, overcharge for modern DLC, says Witcher developer. Yeah. Mm. CD Projekt Red Games developer director says add-on content should be seen as free post-sale service. Yeah. This is from GameSpot.com. It's a total different shift from what you would normally hear a developer he's say. Really, he's really breaking <laughs> yeah. the silence. I mean, I think he brings up some interesting points. Like, basically, that type of stuff, the DLC you see nowadays is stuff that should just be added. The things that are massive packages used to be called expansion packs. Right. Exactly. And you used to buy those, and it was usually worth the... Uh, 20 or 30 the, bucks. Yeah, the 20 or 30 bucks, like the expansion for Warcraft 2, the Beyond the Dark Portal. That was a big... Expansion that added a lot of stuff to it. Um, you know, the the StarCraft expansion, Brood War, was a huge one as well. I don't know why Blizzard uh, games keep popping in my head, but nonetheless, that, that well, was they, the old... They were really yeah, big into yeah. the expansion pack, expansion pack, exactly. expansion. His quote is, if today's DLCs offered the same amount of content, they would be worth paying for. But in most cases, players think they are overcharged for what they receive. 
That's why we offer expansions to our games for free. This is also a way of saying thank you to the people who decided to buy our game instead of copying it from an unauthorized source. Yeah. Um, I like his approach. The, you know, sometimes the cash grab is more obvious than other times. Sure. I'm still not entirely sure how I feel about the whole StarCraft II model. I don't even know what the model yeah. is. Splitting it into three games. Oh, right, oh, okay, right, right. It. So, you know, we've got the first one that has all three races playable. Right. So what exactly, other than the single-player story and campaign, why are we paying full price for the other two when I've got the whole game yeah. already? I don't know. That's a good question. Depends what they add in on this next game. And what they ultimately wind up charging for. Yeah, it. exactly. Hey, uh, can you upgrade your existing copy at a cheaper price right. just to get the single-player campaign whatever units they decide to add? Because basically they've, they have given us StarCraft 2, and you can play Protoss, you can play Zerg, you can play Terran. So it's not like you're waiting for the expansion packs to play the other races. You're just waiting for those storylines to be extended and also the attendant single-player sure. campaign games. That, to me, feels like something we would have called downloadable content or an expansion pack previously. Yeah. Instead of it being three games, right, which right. is how Blizzard has been representing it so far. Yeah, well, we'll see. I mean, again, it comes to what features are they going to include other they, than a single-player right. And what are they going to charge for it? And what are they oh. going to charge? Because if they do make it where you can upgrade and it becomes an expansion pack for those that own... own uh, the wings, wings of, of freedom, free, wings of freedom, wings of liberty. liberty, wings yeah, of liberty. Wings of li liberty. Uh, if you already own that, then it becomes an expansion pack. That makes sense to me. And if you if you ha didn't buy that one, you want to start with Heart of the Swarm. You can buy that. You get the full multiplayer. You get everything else, and you pay the full retail price. That you know that'd be okay. Now, Acta Blizzard doesn't exactly have the best record of doing True. things. That I would go, yeah, that makes perfect sense. So we'll see what they end up. Uh. <laughs> I would f I would feel a lot less conflicted about downloadable content, if it were basically a through line totally equivalent to what they used to sell as an expansion mm -hmm. pack. If you, the, every DLC you got was the amount of content and development work that we used to spend on an expansion pack, I would happily pay the same amount as before and let them keep the profit of not having to have packaged it, yeah. boxed it, and sent it to a retail store and give a retailer their cut. Instead, so many of them have gone down the route of giving less for more money. Or yeah. smaller chunks where ultimately it adds up to more money. Well, and just it's taking advantage of the situation. Well, it depends on the company. I mean, I think Bethesda has been done a pretty good job when they've charged for their downloads for things like Skyrim or uh, Fallout Three. Their their downloads were pretty Significant. hefty. Yeah. Well, that's, again, was that what we previously would have referred to as an expansion yeah. pack? I think it's in between. I still, so but, and, but I think the pricing also reflects that. So I, it, they're charging less. It's like yeah, you would pay ten to twenty dollars for something that would probably add maybe 10 to 15 hours worth of gameplay. That's and, good you know, value. if you love the game, then yeah, I think yeah, it's, it's a double whammy work. of... Yeah. yeah. You already know you love the game. You already know you're likely to love the content because it's the same dev team. Yeah. And they're not charging you the price yeah. of the game over again. And I mean, there's a good point for the Black Void. There's been, obviously, exceptions to what uh, Bethesda's done. There's like, horse armor was not exactly <laughs> a... But it also didn't cost that much. Well, I mean, that's, that's micropayment. Yeah, that's a micropayment. Downloadable type. content versus... And that's a distinction we should make. Of, right. Because downloadable content is a very broad term. It's anything you download directly to your exactly. game to change sure. the game. 
paying money Thinking for horse pets armor. Are down yeah, for right. Technically, right. yeah, yeah. Um, but then you run into issues like Bioware with Mass Effect Three, which decided, well, we have all these guns that we have available in multiplayer. We want to make them available for the single player campaign. We'll charge you two bucks to do nah. that. And it's like, well, wait a second. All the resources are already in the game. You already had the codes there. I mean, what exactly do you have to do to turn this on? But you know, the flip side is, well, you did release three massive multiplayer contents for free, mm -hmm. and now you're basically saying if you want to go single player with some of these weapons, throw us two dollars. So, but yeah, anytime you get into something that's using existing assets and they're charging you again for that's it, where, that's always that's where dicey. The, that's where the flame war <laughs> yeah, begins. Exactly oh yeah, yes indeed. All right, that neatly brings us. Unless you, there, there's, there's one more in there. I think, I yeah, have, I think there was one more on there. Hang on. Yeah, just some supporting I have stuff. One that's separate. Hit it. Um, I was just following and looking at this uh, article on GameSpot where it was talking about how graphics indistinguishable from reality in ten years. Star Wars dev. Is basically saying. Right. I believe I heard that as, same as article the, in 1999. Exactly, yeah. exactly. And exactly. I was reading the co I was reading the article and I was reading the commentary, and essentially what I was seeing was exactly what we would all expect. Hey, we've heard this before. It's you know it's something that we're you know we don't want that kind of reality in our games, or we don't want you know, and and I think that really the next step is cinema quality graphics rendering in real time. So the idea that you could get the graphics that you would see in the cinema intro mm -hmm. to your game. In your gameplay. In your gameplay. Yeah. That's the next step. If you can get there, you're not actually like trying to cross the uncanny valley. To get right. into reality. To, right. to get into something that looks like reality. But you're still exaggerating and, and increasing suspension of disbelief, which is really what you want in the gaming yeah, experience. Because do you really want reality? I mean, the whole I point don't. of playing games is to be in a different world. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Not and really the world you're in already. So I was. It was an. It was an interesting article. Um, I think that that what we want is not photorealism in games. Um, what we want is deeper suspension of disbelief and deeper engagement in the games. So while you might see people saying this would be great in a racing game, mm -hmm. um, you're probably not going to see people saying, I want that in my StarCraft experience or my, or my World of Warcraft yes. experience. Exactly. <laughs> you know, those sorts of things. Diablo 3. I'm not sure how that would look, photo real. <laughs> yeah. Might be a little scary. You know, Who knows? No. There is no cow level. So it's exactly, no yeah. Photorealistic cows. Cow <laughs> 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 if that was the only thing that was done photorealistic in Diablo, that'd be great. So <laughs> I thought, but I did think it was an interesting article, and a lot of people were commenting, yeah, I saw this five years ago. Yeah, I saw this 10 years ago. And the answer is, it's true, but there's, there's a an evolutionary step that needs to be taken before we get there yeah. yep. in the way that graphics are produced. We shall see. <laughs> they, will, they will definitely come up with reasons for us to buy new video cards. Oh, yeah. No doubt. That's their job, right? Yeah, in, NVIDIA and a, you know, AMD, AMD had their uh, way. It'd be a reason every six months. <laughs> <laughs> this is indeed what we find. That's we also right. find ourselves at the end of another segment. So... Going to give you some more Paul and Storm to listen to and remind you that our RSS feeds are created and maintained by RSS feed creator from JitBit Software. Check them out on the web at www.jitbit.com or follow the link from the front page, left-hand side of vtwproductions.com. When we return, we'll be chatting with 
Atlas from the one and only Pub Crawl of Doom. Triwizard Drinking Tournament that still lies before us. (laughs) Um, And also Research Chaos when we return. We will be back right after I find the mouse. Versus the World Radio uses Typefrag Ventrilo servers. Try them out for free at www.vtwproductions.com. Once you've experienced their incredible sound quality of their high availability worldwide servers, sign up for your own vent server at typefrag.com. Use promo code VTW for a special deal. Try on all of their fantastic features, such as their money-back guarantee, instant setup over the internet, web-based control panel, live chat support, and servers based around the world, so you can always find one that is near to where you like to play. Versus the World uses Typefrag, and so should you. www.typefrag.com, promo code VTW. eyes I know that it's late but we just couldn't wait to tell you our big new surprise remember that night about three months ago when you walked into mom and dad's room and then how we talked of the birds and the bees and arousal and climax and rooms well six months from now you'll be a big brother that's right Little tiger, it's true. Mommy and Daddy are making a better version of you. It might be a boy, just like his older brother, but without the flaws holding you down. Or if we are lucky, We could have a girl like we wanted the first time around Maybe this new person won't wet the bed Or bug us for candy and toys I bet the new you will shut up when we tell them And not make so much goddamn noise Thanks to the five years we've had you to practice on Now we know what not to do are making a better version of you. Can you imagine the things he'll achieve as a doctor or a lawyer or Indian chief? He'll be an astronaut. He'll bring world peace. He will win the World Series and cure all disease. He will be handsome and he will be popular. He will be wealthy and very important. And he to watch It's a lot for a five-year-old boy to take in But we know that you're brave and you're tough brave and you're We tough. ask that you give to him all of your love And your bedroom and all of your stuff 
It's not a replacement, it's more like an upgrade. It's our little guy version two. Mommy and Daddy are making the buns in the oven and baking. Mommy and Daddy are making a better version of you. VTW VTW Productions 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 Dot com Dot com Dot com Dot com Dot com Versus the World Radio Researched Chaos Casually Hardcore continues live on Versus the World Radio VTW Productions Dot com Joining us through the miracle of the intertubes and the Skype Atlas from the Triwizard Drinking Tournament at PAX Prime. Welcome to the show. Hey guys, thanks for having me back. Welcome back. You've managed to not kill any of us, kill any of us off yet. I not yet. You're going to get another shot at us this year. And we keep coming back. Obviously, we, obviously we like it, it. every yep. time. Or we just can't learn. We killed off those brain cells a while ago. So for those who may be hearing about it for the first time, give us a quick description of... What is the Triwizard Tournament at PAX Prime, and why do we do it? All right, well, I don't know why you do it, because apparently you end up in the hospital every time. But uh, there's some kind of self-loathing going on there. But the Triwizard Drinking Tournament. (laughs) (laughs) The Triwizard Drinking uh, Tournament. Yeah, essentially what it is, it's just a a community bar crawl that I've... This is actually my fifth year organizing it out in Seattle. And we get now we get 400 people together, Harry Potter theme. So we break off into the four different houses, and we participate in different challenges, and we raise money for child's play. And we get people drunk. <laughs> <laughs> That's a side effect of for kids, yeah. though. Yeah, we get people drunk. We get for drunk kids. for the children. We're, we're exactly. doing it for the children. So describe how how this has kind of grown over time. Like, what was your participation like the first year, and and and, and how did it come about? Yeah. Uh, the very first year, uh, I was back in 2008, and it was actually my first PAX, and uh, I was hanging out in IRC for a couple of years, kind of knew the community, and finally had the opportunity to make the trip out. And uh, another gentleman from IRC, he was actually planning a bar crawl, and at one point he jokingly asked me what I would do for a theme. I said, break everybody into four teams, name them after the, uh, the Hogwarts houses. And he kind of laughed it off, and he actually ended up getting sick and couldn't make the trip out to Seattle. So without a about a month left, uh, I took over the planning stages, and you know, first year it was just two groups, Group A and B. Didn't know if people would show up. Had about a hundred people out there, but people loved it so much. Just kept coming back, and it grew to the point where we hit four hundred people and couldn't grow anymore. Nice. So I got a question on because I know every year this is going to be our third year, and usually when you go to your first bar where you meet up with your house, you're required to drink the number of you know, a drink for every year you've gone. What's going to happen when you get to like year six or seven? <laughs> like you're not going to have people able to move. 
I drank six shots and got straight into the hospital. (laughs) (laughs) Well, obviously, that's my main goal is to get everyone to the hospital as quickly as possible. (laughs) (laughs) But no, I I just did that last year. I figured at that point, people had only been out for maybe two or three years maximum. You know, very few people have been out for every single year. But uh, we... You probably won't see a challenge like that this year. (laughs) (laughs) It's getting dangerous if you keep doing that. So now, normally there's a couple of houses that fill up really quick. What houses are those? Ravenclaw is the house that fills up the fastest. It filled up within 10 minutes of me opening registration this year. Uh, That's, you know, you have a lot of hardcore Ravenclaws. Uh, There's a huge Canadian contingent in there, and they just can't play crazy and fill it right up. And plus, Ravenclaw's the nerd house, so it just it goes hand-in-hand hand with packs. Yeah. Right. Very true. Nerds? So, really? So now, last year, we've, we've bounced around because I've wanted us to get experience in every house. So this year, um, the first year we were Gryffindor, so we got to meet you right off the bat. The second year, we were Hufflepuff. This year, we were actually quick enough to get into Slytherin because Slytherin Death Eaters went fast this year. So which house do you think, I know Ravenclaw is the one that has the, the most loyal, but which, which do you think is the one that um, the most people want to be in? Uh, probably Slytherin Death Eaters. Um, people just want to be bad, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> we want to you know, be mean the, the, and petty, and we want to yeah, talk just, down to other people, mm-hmm. and we'd like our parents to be rich. And um, basically, yeah, we're, we're, yeah, that's it. And evil. Yeah. We were Hufflepuff Death, Death Eaters last year, so. Nope, we were, we were um, not Death Eaters. Order of the Phoenix. We were, well, it's called Order of the Phoenix well, this year. Oh, that's right. We were Order of the Phoenix. Dumbledore's Army. We wanted Dumbledore's to be, Army yeah, last we year. wanted to be Death Eaters, though. I remember that. Yeah. Okay. No, it's, um, you know, Gryffindor overexposed from the books and movies. Nobody knows what a Hufflepuff is. So <laughs> it's, it's between Ravenclaw and Slytherin. Right. Although I'm going to have to say, I had an amazing time with the Hufflepuffs. It's usually the people that really, really wanted to get in, but were so busy that they forgot or just didn't get in there in time. And then they really want to be part of it, and right. they go with Hufflepuff, and it was it was a lot of fun. Yeah, uh, Hufflepuff is generally the last house to fill up, but you know we have some great leadership there. Um, my friend Julie, she runs the, the, the Death Eater side. And I'm going to have to apologize. I don't have any notes. I don't remember who runs the, the order side, but yeah. uh, it's just a f- fantastic leadership all around. And just that's really what makes the night for people. Yeah, but how, they're, they're on the Care Bear side. Right? How, many, how many volunteers do you generally have to, to get in helping you to organize this and kind of put things together for, for an event this size where you're kind of wrangling 400 people through a whole series of, of establishments? Um, I, I'm curious about your organization there. Uh, as far as leadership on the ground, uh, we do four people per group. Uh, you have your head of house, head boy, head girl, and then we have a sober volunteer, which is the house elf. So four sober times eight. Sober volunteer. That's very important. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, essentially they're wrangle cats at the end of the night. You know, right. last year I made pillowcases that looked like had you know poop smeared on it said house elf, so you could identify <laughs> them from you know the <laughs> the wizards. Keep keeping true to the source material. Yes. Yeah. Oh, it's all about canon. That's why we went from Dumbledore's Army to uh, Order of the Phoenix this year. Right. Because it's all about canon because there was so much alcohol consumption. <laughs> hey, they drank butterbeer like mad butter in those beer. books. Absolutely. It's like root beer, okay? <laughs> Whatever. 
But I will have to say that one of the things that I really enjoy at PAX is the enforcers because they make time go by really quick. They're they're all really nice. And one of the things I enjoyed about the Triwizard Tournament was that our head our head boy and head girl, especially head girl for Hufflepuff, was mm-hmm. amazing. She was awesome really last year. Mm-hmm. She was really into it, and she really did a great job. So I think that that's really important both at PAX and at the drinking tournament. Yeah, definitely plays a big part in it. Leadership is everything. You'll see a lot of overlap between enforcers and people who volunteer for community events such as this. Cool. And so, again, how, how do you guys raise money? Because obviously we all show up and drink, but where's the money portion come for uh, Child's Play? Um, well, at the beginning of the night, when you uh, when you check in with your head of house, you know I, we ask for a dollar from every person, and that just covers costs. You know, you get a uh, a scorecard to keep track of your challenges. You get a house button to you know show which team you're on, and so if everyone puts in one dollar, that covers all those costs. But people they they put in more money. Um, there's auctions that are held during the night uh, with items that uh, people donate, and sometimes you know. Sometimes rude things happen, and people pay money for those rude things to happen, and that money goes right to the children. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> rude things for the children. For the, for the children. Kids. Be mean. You know, for kids. Yeah. <laughs> you know, officer, it was for the kids. <laughs> it was for the kids. Um, what were you doing to children? Now they're, the adding, now they're adding 10 years to your sentence. So why don't you tell us who the winner of the last Triwizard Tournament was? Uh, last year, Ravenclaw took home the House Cup. Um, I... <laughs> Again, no notes, so I don't recall how much they raised, but it was very close between them and Slytherin, and Slytherin yeah. actually had won the previous year. I know the grand total was pretty large for last year, just for what it was, was donated. It was $5,300 after taking out the money for all the scorecards and buttons and everything. Wow. Now, do you have any agreements with the, um, with the establishments? Like, is, is, there, is some of what we pay for the drinks going in, or does that, is that just no? We haven't set anything up that uh, up like that with the bars at all. Uh, I will say that some of the bars that we've been going to for years have actually helped us out with some of the other events, uh, where like Barca, which is was uh, Gryffindor's starting bar last year, that they actually yeah they actually ended up hosting the prepacks dinner as well, so that drove cost way down for that because they figure hey we'll get the dinner in here, but then we're gonna get all this triwizard business afterwards. Yeah, that's right. cool. <laughs> Yeah, I noticed the bars were like having specialty shots and stuff le- this last year as well. Like, they, they, they were really a little seemed, better prepared. Yeah, they oh. really were they're really into getting it. getting like, into it. Yeah. yeah, you'd go in and they would have they had the little. I, what was the bar that had the little green shot last year? It wasn't Clever Duns, was it? Uh, I don't know. I'm sorry. I remember. You drank it as, a lot that night. I remember it as the fourth <laughs> one we went to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the one Let's we went to play. Never is, have I ever. Is ever oh, yeah. It's all a blur. That might have yeah. been Barca because it was the one that we started at with the year we were Gryffindor the previous year. Right. So I think it might have been Barca actually because okay. they're the ones that also have the butter beer shot. Right. Yeah, and that's really good. So I'm assuming all the venues are thoroughly warned that we're coming and what to expect from us. Yep. Uh, going back to just organization, uh, other than myself, I usually have one person that's local that can you know hit the streets for me, uh, check in with the venues, make sure they're prepared for us, that they can well, actually I'm handle 100 people at once. And Yeah, and that they're ready for 100 people to come in in costume. In, in various... Stumbling. Various levels of inebriation. <laughs> <laughs> so now this year, you, you also did something new. You're doing a gathering of the Horcruxes? 
Um, this year, uh, we're doing another challenge button because you know some people are really hardcore. They don't care about their liver. So even after completing the scorecard, they they want to, they want to keep drinking. The so, liver is evil and must be punished. Uh, pretty much, you know. Uh, <laughs> Cheers. That's what I live by. Um, but uh, no, the past two years, um, back in the third tournament, the bonus button was you learned how to cast your Patronus, and then last year you were able to use Patronus to get the next bonus button, which was you know using it against the live target. Oh. So mm-hmm. this this year, I had only planned to do the Triwizard Tournament for seven years, so kind of follow the the plot of the book. So right. this year, the bonus you start to collect the Horcruxes, and for the seventh year, you know you have a final battle and. It just involves a lot of drinking. Oh, see, you, you did it wrong. You see, first year you should have only admitted underage drinkers. <laughs> <laughs> well, first year I thought it was only going to be just one year, and that was it. Right, I didn't right, 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 span right. You know, five years, let alone seven. So is the seventh year going to be split to two parts then? <laughs> <laughs> the pre the year, year, packs yeah. and then the post-packs. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Oh, awesome. my goodness. Well, looking forward to it again this year. And you also mentioned earlier that you have a PAX East version of this that is centered around a slightly different uh, story backing. What do you do for the PAX East attendees? Well, out at East, uh, for the third year now, I've run the Poke Crawl, which is a Pokemon-themed bar crawl. Do you like falls. Mudkips? <laughs> They're all right. We're actually, we're actually uh, again, that, it's very canon as well. We're not up to <laughs> Mudkips yet. You know, that's uh-huh. not for another two years. Yeah. See, so you know nothing about, about uh, Pokemon. <laughs> you are you kidding? I'm a Pokemon the State champion. Original 150 or not? Are you really? Oh yeah, I played the card game uh, oh. competitively. I actually ended up winning main state, so they paid for me to go out to nationals and compete out there. And that's, that's awesome. awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Things we have no but idea. It's like really, great. Oh. So to answer your question, I know everything about Pokemon. There you go. <laughs> And you like mudkips, so I approve. Right. Well, he said they were all right. I wouldn't say like them. <laughs> Didn't he dislike said, them. He said they're all right. Old meme <laughs> is old. Moving on. Yeah. Well, excellent. Thank you for coming and talking to us about the impending death of our internal organs uh, that you will bring upon us before too much awfully longer here. Which uh, evening is this again? This is Thursday. It's Thursday evening. Thursday the Thursday. 30th? 30th, night before PAX. Yeah. Uh, yep. Every Thursday before PAX is the bar crawl. Uh, things are full, so if you aren't signed up, don't bother coming out. But <laughs> <laughs> Let me ask you we'll this. We'll tell you all about it. <laughs> before yeah. you go, or last thing before you go, do you have a way that if people wanted to donate but were not going to be able to participate in the crawl, do you have a way for them to donate? We don't actually take any donations other than the night of the crawl itself. Okay. Um, just, just because of the competitive aspect, I mean. Mm-hmm. Sure, I understand. Just, but, uh, I was no, just curious. Just, it was like, I can't go this year, but I'd like to throw 20 bucks your way. Do I, so I'll just send you it. You can give no them to us. And, it to just, and it'll it be in. part of the Slytherin Death Eater pile. Pally. There you go. Right. Perfect. There send you it go. with Noam. <laughs> All right. Sounds like a plan. That's what we need to do is, is set up for next year, consider this, set up a PayPal donation account for each house oh. so that people can back whatever house they whatever want. Whatever house they want. Or actually, we have to be six as we... Each house and then good goodies or baddies yeah. within each. So that would be no, eight. No, some super pack would get involved. Super pack. <laughs> it, it would ruin the whole thing. 
And I saw Mitt Romney's name pop up on PayPal, and I was just like, no, this no. is yeah. oh, no. <laughs> no. Too, too intense now. Yeah. Just wrong. Be afraid. Be very afraid. Well, thank you so much for yes. taking time out of your busy day to talk to us. Yeah. yeah. Well, thank will, you very much for having me. I will see you guys on the 30th. Soon, actually, yeah. All right. For sure. Be well, and... Uh, Bye. No hospital this time. <laughs> uh, don't count on it. Thanks, guys. <laughs> all right. Bye. Don't do drugs, kids. All right. We have all kinds of goodies from the researched chaos land of our show. Now, we have right. many contributors and a, Tons of people a great title yeah. for the for thread this, this week from the research team. Mm-hmm. The August 12th, 2012 Joss Whedon Fanboys Unite Edition. Dun, da, da, da. Da, 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 da. That was named by Senraven. And contributors this week include the aforementioned Senraven. Fangs with a Z, and it's a Z, what makes it cool? MacBit, not to be confused with MacButt, who has an awesome um, Mars Laboratory right. uh, forum avatar now. And Aid, the Barry Von Awesome. Epic Lurker. <clears throat> Boba Fetish. Captain Nub. And finally, Deus Ex. Thank you all for contributing this week. Uh, all kinds of fun stuff in here. Thank you, Boba Fetish, for contributing so I could say your name on the air. Booyah. <laughs> and the very first thing, very close to my heart, and the reason for the name of the thread this right. week, Joss Whedon has, in fact, signed on to write and direct the eventual sequel to the Avengers movie. The fun footnote that that is, to that is also he has signed on to work on a yet-to-be-named and yet-to-be-fleshed-out Marvel television series based in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Right. Hmm. So Joss Whedon will be returning to television with the Marvel properties, not necessarily with any of the big-name heroes, but some kind of television series set in the same universe as the Avengers and Iron Man and Thor and all those guys. So I think there's some potential there for some fun entertainment. Yeah. We'll see what it actually turns out to be, because all they've said is it will be a TV series set in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and Joss will be involved. That's all we know. For the movie, we know he's going to write and direct, which is what he did last time. Right. And we all know how that turned out. So give me more. Right. Now, in between, then now and then, we have the next Iron Man film. We have next Thor Ant- film. We have next Thor. We have Ant Man. Yeah, supposedly that one's more in creation-ish form. But they they announced it. They've for announced real. it. I mean, they, yeah. they they said we are we are doing it at yeah. Comic Con, and the surprise one. Mm-hmm. And I've already for- and and there's such a an off the beaten path superhero team. I've already forgotten the name. It's like Guardians of Guardians the, of the Galaxy. The galaxy, mm-hmm. yeah. Which is not you know it's not your Justice League of America no. or X Men or first Avengers or the Avengers. <laughs> It is, you know, a kind of a second tier. Yeah. But it, the storylines that they involve make perfect sense because of the reveal of, of Thanos right. as the bad guy behind everything from the Avengers film. Because the stories they have done with this super team have revolved heavily around Thanos as the bad guy. Sure. Mm-hmm. So they will probably use Guardians of the Galaxy. They will definitely use Guardians of the Galaxy to set up the Avengers yeah. too. To lead in Thanos as the bad guy, but they've got they're keeping the characters in there, which include Rocket Raccoon, which is a super intelligent weapon wielding raccoon. 
<laughs> and another guy who is basically an ent, a sentient mobile tree. And they're sticking to that. So I'm wondering just how that's, that's going to pan f- out. Mm. Where you have a, you know, a, a second tier superhero team with some more difficult to wrap your head around superheroes than yeah. your typical Hulks and Iron Man. I mean, yeah, I'm curious to see where that goes. It could be the most wildly successful you know, underdog, unexpected thing ever just because people have already, they've got their buy-in for yeah. the Marvel Universe already. So well, I, they now feel it's okay. Let's bring in the B team and see if. And we, I think they well. I think they also have that option because, like you said, they have Iron Man three. They have also the next Captain America movie, right. Winter Soldier. Winter Soldier, which implies all kinds of yeah. things with its name. Which and then the the Thor movie, which is dealing with the Dark Elves and all yep. that, which is really cool. Um, but I think they have all that, and they made one point five billion off of Avengers. So yeah. they're kind of like, we can try some stuff yeah. now. Yeah, we can, exactly. Let's see if some stuff works. And I'm glad for that because yeah. there, are, there are plenty of you know B team right. heroes and villains that I've loved from the comic book universe right. that that rarely get screen time. Sure, we saw in Batman: The Dark Knight, yeah, you know, Scarecrow, who is arguably a, a B villain. Sure. In the Batman universe, and he wasn't, you know, there there was no, I mean, there was the central villain of the Joker, right? Mm-hmm. But we had plenty of Two Face and plenty of uh, Scarecrow in there, and Cillian Murphy did a rocking good job as that yeah. character, and they used him to great effect. Yeah, whether you can base a whole team movie around, and he was on, he was like, in all three. Yes, he was. Yeah. He was in all three. Yeah. The only villain in all three. Yeah, and, and you got to be watching for him in the last one. Yep. Yeah. Because he's not it's, in costume or anything. Right. He's, like, hey, well, he's, in his, he's in his doctor's outfit. Yeah. He was in the robe. He was in, yeah. Yeah. He was in judge's robes in yep. the last one. Yep. But he also had the feathers, so it was True. an homage to his normal costume. Um, but they did, uh, in, you know, they put him in, in each, and yeah. so it can be done. Yeah, I think they got a shot at it. I mean, yeah, the Batman series definitely proved like it doesn't have to be always a top tier. And I think that's what, that's what Spider, Spider-Man talent. Three fell victim to. Yeah, is we got to get the big names. We got to get Sandman Man in there, and, and we're going to cram Venom right. in there too. Right. And this, I mean, it should have been just Venom because Sandman was so lame in that movie. But anyway, I'm getting off on a tangent. Well, and I think what what Avengers did for for Joss basically is he already has a huge group, uh, a huge following, screaming fan base. But screaming it wasn't, fan. He's never been. Massively mainstream right, since Buffy. Right, right. And now with Avengers, it, it gave him a little more... See, I can do it. Yeah, something like that. But but there was... actually reminds me of something I saw on Pinterest where um, there's two people talking and the first one's like, oh my God, the Avengers was so awesome. Joss is the man. And then the other person goes, really? So Buffy or Angel? What? Who? Yeah. Serenity. Huh? What? Uh, Dollhouse. Huh? Yeah. (laughs) And I was like, I got it. But it gives him a whole new fan base too. Because now, now that they love this, they might go, you know, Google Joss and then go back and see some of his other things that he's done. Right. I've done that before, where I've seen you know something that made somebody popular. Actually, recently, I watched my my sister in law and brother got me into Anthony Bourdain No No Reservations. Oh yeah, I love him. And I found buried on Hulu Plus his original series. So I went back and saw his younger days. Yeah. yeah. It's like, not the same thing as a director. It's just a, a cocky, smart-ass guy right. from New York being a cocky, smart-ass guy from New York. But it still, it still got me to go mm-hmm. back and watch his, his older content, yeah. which was just as good. But still, actors, same way. Um, it, since we're watching Doctor Who, I mm-hmm. was 
going through Netflix and I noticed that one of them had David Tennant in it and he was like a character to some like romantic comedy-ish movie. Uh-huh. But you've seen David and Tennant? And I was like, I wonder, like hey, I, wonder let's check that I wonder if he's any good in this one. And yep. he, he's pretty good in it. In, so. Now that we're, yeah. we're living in the Netflix era. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where instead of channel surfing, we are now content surfing. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. So you can say, I want to follow the thread of a director. I want to follow the thread of an a actor. character. I want to th- the, follow the thread of an actor. Right. Or a genre. And we have a power like that we've never had before. Mm-hmm. So the, the way we view is changing fundamentally. And now people have the option to say, hmm, this, okay, now I understand why my friends are so frothing at the mouth about Joss Whedon because mm-hmm. I've seen the Avengers and seen that it was good. Right. Mm-hmm. And now they can hop on their copy of Netflix. What is a Firefly thing that I was yelling yeah. at me about? I guess I'll give it a shot now. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see the, the stats on, on his content, Joss Whedon yeah. content. After the Avengers opening weekend, maybe well, you yeah. see how much it's. Well, I mean, if it's related, because I know they had some number in there just for Avengers merchandise sale went up like six hundred and fifty million or something. Marvel was totally last... ready for that. Yeah, though. they had the, the merch yeah. on the shelves ready because they're they're getting good at this. Sure. Oh, well, yeah, they they, and, they know, and they're a property of Disney now. Right. And if anybody knows how to merchandise, yeah. Yeah, exactly. a product, it is but Disney. The mouse it's there. Disney. Yeah, the mouse knows how to sell you stuff. Yeah. But I was a little let down. I went. I took uh, Nemes as as Iolite across right. from me, wearing her Minnie Mouse shirt that I brought her from the Mouse Kingdom. From Disneyland. The creepy one with her basically yeah. being a chestbuster. Because I got the back of Minnie basically sticking her head through Iolite's body to emerge through her chest. Mm. So chest Minnie Mouse, chest buster. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All I want to know is what did the Disney face hugger look like? Right, right. Exactly. <laughs> it was like Pluto. Big floppy ears. Yeah. <laughs> Pluto just hugged your face. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, guys. Um, anyway. So actually in a related news, also there's a big rights dispute, or not dispute, but Daredevil's rights is coming up for Fox. And okay. we've mentioned this many times where each of these movie houses own rights to the characters, but they have to keep using them. Or they revert. And so they're actually in negotiation right now with Marvel because I, they've basically said, yeah, we do want to do a reboot on Daredevil a la Frank Miller's reboot. So having right. it set in the 70s and do that. But Marvel is basically negotiating to try to get the Fantastic Four property back. To trade. To trade. Yeah. You, can keep, you, can, you can overstay your welcome, go over the deadline, we'll let you keep right. developing Daredevil. We want Reed yeah. Richards back. Which, while they want to reboot the Fantastic Four, the main thing that they, everybody's quoting in the article is that also gives them rights to Galactus, Galactus. Uh-huh. which is you know the next step up even because from Thanos. Because they used Galactus <laughs> right. in the second right. movie. And it would give them the Silver Surfer as well, but right. nonetheless, yeah. So. See, this, is, this is where greedy right. Hollywood types get in the way of my enjoyment. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I wish, I wish Marvel had... I mean, they're, they're all grown up now. And they're doing the Marvel Cinematic Universe justice. But in all those growing pain years, they sold all these major properties to the Sonys and Foxes of the world. So we've got this fragmented, Spidey is over at Sony. A lot of the X-Men universe is over at Fox, obviously. So is Daredevil and Fantastic Four. Mm -hmm. We need to bring them all home. Yeah. 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 They all need to be part of the loving family. That's right. I I was reading on io9 the top 100 glorious or terrible movies that were never made. Uh-huh. They had a whole section on Superman about the, the gyrations that they've gone through. Because you've seen you know, Superman Lives where they had Nick Cage lined up sure. and Tim Burton, the director. Well, what the hell is that going to look yeah. like? Mm-hmm. God but help us. 
The <laughs> instead instead of the reboot, the original plan was if Superman Returns had done a, even just a little bit better, mm-hmm. um, Singer was had the sequel all queued up where the plot was going to be the whole you know the throwing the continent into the into Earth. Uh-huh. It would keep growing to about the size of a Kryptonian moon, uh. and then a, another son of Krypton would show up and start populating it. Because it's basically, oh, new Krypton, great. Thank nice. you for building this for us. And then would later be secretly revealed to have been Brainiac the whole time. Gotcha. It's like, but at least he's, he's, he's hitting all the high notes of, and continuing the through line of, oh yeah, we threw this thing in space and then we forgot all about exactly. it. Exactly. It's like, no, he threw it and then gravity grabbed it and it stayed. And now uh. he has a small problem because he has this planetoid out there that he can't go to. But just the fact that the number of, and there were like four or five different Superman fits and starts that you never didn't hear that much about and you're like wow they were going to do that jeez I'm glad I'm glad Glad that that never saw the the light of day but it's the whole what you mentioned earlier them struggling to get something into principal photography before their rights run out right and that's how some horrible things get made is Spider-Man 3 just to get Mm -hmm. film rolling before their rights revert and yeah, let's let's hope that the negotiations can take place to bring Fantastic Four home because I think that could, they could do a much better job. Yeah, I'm not a that. huge fan. But I'm not still. either, but there's potential. There's I mean, other I, things with that in the universe. Our producer mentioned Doom. That mm-hmm. is a right. really big uh, villain that they yeah. can't use either. So and they really the the doc, Doctor Doom not so good story they did in there like, pretty oh, terrible. Yeah. Um. So here's hoping. And once they bring those properties home, they can start cross-pollinating. Right. Exactly. Because right now, we, we can't have the X-Men show up nope. in the Avengers movies. Right. Because Fox so, has them. Yep. Wah. I know. <laughs> yeah. Though the, the little bit of Wolverine in X-Men First Class was still totally awesome. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> little tiny cameo. <laughs> Yeah, that's that was exactly great. what Logan would do. Probably, um, though the Wolverine is currently in principal photography. Okay, they're showing some, some photos of uh, what's what's the actor's name? I don't know who's doing it. Same actor as always, Hugh Jackman. Uh, Hugh, Hugh Jackman, Jackman. Oh, okay. still doing it. They, oh, they have cool. a long-haired version of him. It's because he's awesome. He does a great job. And I'm uh-huh. hoping that they, they do right by this one because this is the whole Logan goes to Japan. Oh, oh where he meets nice. his wife. Do they end up getting married? Mikyu or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I forget her name. Yeah, uh, Mikyo. Mikyo, yeah. yeah. Um, we'll see. That's this cool. is a whole him, you know, finding the samurai way and trying to you know use it to control the beast. I wonder and if all he'll that. try the bridge back into the Lady Deathstrike. So, Don't know. Yeah, because they kind of used a the version, user, but it really, a version yeah. of Lady Deathstrike in the original, right? But we'll see. Yeah. There's um, something that's better than Origins because right. Origins was merely meh. Oh yeah. In fact, the fact the fact that you guys had to tell me after the fact. Oh yeah, that was totally supposed to be Deadpool. Deadpool. Yeah. Deadpool. That that should tell you everything you need to know about that movie. Right. <laughs> but anyway, guys. Okay, let's wrap up this small bit here because we're a little over time with our little call from Atlas. And when we return, we'll be taking your calls. Warm up your copies of Skype and point them at VTW shows. Reminder: the call-in topic is your favorite co-op non-MMO game experience. And you're listening to Casually Hardcore, live on Versus the World Radio. We shall return right after Shark Week. What? Listen to the song. Okay.
Shark week, it be shark week, it be shark week, it be shark week. Wear your fin hat and bare your teeth. Build a couch cushion coral reef. Right, TV trays for the family meal. Mama's home fried baby seal. Oh, shark week, it be shark week, it be shark. But here's what I need you to do. I need you to, um, what is it, Pirate's favorite cartilaginous apex predator? That's how I need you to say it. I know you understand me. Don't you remember all those happy days sitting around the television with your entire family, how school would be out, how your parents would have days off work so that you could enjoy watching the best footage that underwater cameras have ever brought us? You remember it, right? Days of yore, the old 70s specials, eating all the goldfish you could. That's right. Well, in memory of that happy science-based holiday, you should all sing with me now. You ready? And shark week, it be shark week, it be shark week, it be shark week. Wear your fin hat and bear your teeth. Build a couch cushion coral reef. Yes, TV trays for. This is Will Wheaton from Radio Free Burrito, and you are listening to Versus the World Radio. I'm a nerd, and uh, I'm pretty proud of it. Nerds with opinions. Casually Harker continues live on Versus the World Radio, vtwproductions.com, into the Nerds with Opinions segment, which is all of us talking to all of you via the miracle of Skype and the tubes. And we have secretly already brought in our first caller. Who's calling? This is true. True. What be up? Hey. Hi. Hey guys. Well, hopefully this turns out better than last week. Yes. So far, so good. No choppy choppy. You're still with us, and so quickly before it goes away, what is your response to the online question? Magica. Ah. Really. Also known as the Great Mage Suicide Simulator. Yeah. <laughs> Explain <laughs> that to me. Okay, Magica is a game where it's a four-player co- up to four-player co-op. And you have to weave your spells of different elements, uh, fire, earth, air, lightning, arcane, etc. And depending on how you weave the elements, you get a different effect, whether that's little mines that drop on the ground and blow up, or beams, or lightning bolts, or whatever, that do different things, and depends on how you combine them. Unfortunately, if you, how your spells sometimes hit other people's spells, things happen, like you blowing the entire... Blowing everything on the screen to the edges of the screen and possibly off a cliff. 
if that sounds completely and of course, awesome. <laughs> and of course, the fun part is, is res me, res me, res me. <laughs> yeah. Is as you go down because if all of the, if everyone goes down at the same time, back to the start point with you. Right. Mm, not as cool. Well, that's cool. So it just took me I had a wow flashback there to playing a druid in the old games. Battle res, battle res. Right, right. <laughs> but I digress. <laughs> All right, thank That's you cool. for your input, and I'm on the wrong tab. Ha-ha, there we go. I shall summarily kick True to the curb. Thank you for calling. Hi, True. And we have snuck in the next caller. You're on Casually Hardcore. Who's calling? This is Sean Caster. Greetings, hey. oh young one. How are you today? I am okay. And what is your opinion on this week's call-in topic? Non-MMO co-op game. Well, mm-hmm. I'm yes. currently playing it. That would be Minecraft. Ah, yeah. That does qualify. I didn't even think that this is going to be ultimate co-op. Yes, or it is. Building, actually, or you could be a playing person. right yes, now with Ari and Gohex. Nice. Oh, cool. Continuing to expand the ever-expanding huge world, what we have on our server? Yeah, multiple worlds. And we're <laughs> actually all set up for the game weekend. Awesome, which is next weekend. Thank you for segueing nicely into that. Uh, I have prepared a PvP free-for-all map for everyone to play. Excellent. Uh. Check out the forums for information on Gaming Weekend next weekend. Uh, people plan to get together on the um, TypeFrag provided Ventrilo server yeah. and arrange to play a wide variety of different games at different times. Uh, suggestions for what kinds of games would you'd like to see played are being uh, entertained on the forums. And we would love to see you all there. Bring it on. Sorry, I just had a great idea for Minecraft. (laughs) (laughs) Grail is miles away. (laughs) Just do note we are playing on a Tekkit server. Our vanilla server has been shut down because A, Tekkit's more popular. B, with the two servers running, it's getting really shaky. Um, So we just consolidated everything to Tekkit. Awesome. Excellent. Cool. Most excellent, and yes, yeah, so Minecraft totally dirt didn't even didn't even occur to me because hmm. I'm dumb that way. Gotcha. Thank you for your call, and we will catch you next week. Be well. See you later. Bye. Bye. All right. So Skype was slightly freaking me out there for a second. <laughs> so I'm gonna restart it. It messed with you a little bit, huh? Those of you who are trying to call in, give it a second and then try again in a moment. Right. I am not feeling particularly safe. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, basically, I think Skype is starting to give me the finger because I keep telling it, no, I don't want your damn update. Right. Right. I don't want you wiretapping me. It's like, well, apparently you don't want your calls either. (laughs) That may very well be what it's coming down to. You will accept the update, so... I'll get the rig, or after the show here, I'll right, do, do right. the full update and let it go for however the hell many hours it wants. So I always fear, even if I'm an hour ahead of the show, doing any updates. Oh, yeah. We've been there before. Yeah, lots of times. Installing yeah. update, one of 2,000. Okay, Skype's back online, so if you need to call in, do so now on the call-in topic. What is your favorite non-MMO co-op gaming experience? Um, I've done a whole ton of co-op. The little bit I and I have done has been in the form of Portal 2. Oh, yeah. Um, the problem-solving you know, puzzle game can lend itself. I mean, the, the level of complexity that two players adds to something like Portal yeah. is huge. 
Because mm-hmm. when you have the, the four portal entries instead of just the two, that allows the designers to go off the deep end as right. far as the level of complexity. So on one hand, it's great. You can play with your honey. And the downside is you get some pretty seriously freaking complex problems to solve in there. Yeah. With the and also with the addition of all the other gaming mechanics that came right. with Portal Two, along with, you know, not merely putting four holes in the walls, but all the the transfer tunnels and sending the, the, the motion beam, yeah, and all, all that. All because that some stuff. some other puzzles definitely involve uh, timing as well. Yes. So you have to be coordinated and you know abil- have the ability to input at the right right moment for exactly what you need to do. Right, and that's not exactly my strong point. Yeah. I know there's was times when we play where you get to a level and you're like, what am I, are we supposed to do? And Dax and I would kind of run around and put portals different places. And then it's just okay. like, I got it. Okay, you need to do this. Put the portal here. Da, 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 da. And it's, yeah. So yeah. it's always a fun, fun experience. <laughs> what? Dude, I always share, ended up share. doing all that. I always uh, ended up doing all that. Okay, chance. you have to go here and jump there. And I'm like, you realize I hate jumping. Yeah. I am the worst <laughs> at jumping games. He's like, but I have to be over here to do this, so you have to jump there. I'm like, oh, it's the worst. I hate you're not, but You're not big on <laughs> platformers. No. no. You like the puzzle aspect, but not the pre- Ooh, precision jumping yes. or landing in a particular place. Yes. Love the puzzle aspect. Hate the platformer hate aspect. Hate the platformer. Yes. Uh, thank you for calling. You are on Casually Hardcore. Who's there? This is Agnes SW. Hey. Do it. Hey. Do it now. Agnes. Shout out to my lovely girlfriend, Ambrosia Hartnett. Shout out so given. Indeedy. So how do you feel about this week's uh, redo topic? Um, we're actually getting to hear your guys' opinion. Your favorite co-op non-MMO experience in gaming. Uh, well, I'm not sure if this counts as non-MMO, but my favorite uh, co-op game that I've been playing lately, a lot of, is League of Legends. Oh, well, that counts or not. Yeah, that's not massively. It's not massive. Massive, <laughs> massive implies yeah. hundreds or thousands of people simultaneously, simultaneously playing the same game. In League of Legends, it's max. How many lanes is that? Eight. Uh, three or two, depending on which oh, map okay. you're on. Three or two lanes, depending on map. Five on so five four, or three on three. Okay. Right. Right. So you know, no, that definitely counts. Cause, yeah. Because you you can be oh, made yeah. or broken by your teammates. Oh yeah. <laughs> and I have like many times where it's okay. We got five on five, and somebody disconnects. Now it's a four on five. We are screwed. Stop feeding. Stop exactly. feeding. And then there was death. Yeah. Flaming and death. death ensues. I mean, thereafter. League of Legends is not one that I've ever played with any kind of consistency, I, I, but I'm often coming across the deeply technical discussions of the various heroes and why they're OP or broken or need to be adjusted very slightly. People are, I mean, it's like taking elitist jerks to a whole new level and the, the, oh, the God, deep yes. analysis of these things. And I think that they've got this infinite system of these. They just keep throwing out new iterations of new heroes into the mix there. And it just yeah. totally throws everything into chaos. Yeah. I mean, like, uh, I mean, like, within a month ago, they just released a champion uh, spellcaster, plant chick named Zyra. And about a week or two later, they released a hotfix because they're like, oh, she's too OP, so we need to nerf her down a little bit. Oh. So everyone involved enjoyed playing Zyra for that week there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then there why does everyone keep choosing Zyra? Hmm. Like, hmm, I wonder why. Hmm. Stomp, stomp, stomp. I win. <laughs> so the co-op aspect of, of LOL, um, do you mostly go into random games and just hope you get competent 
Um, Players uh, that you'd like to play with friends in set groups. I have a good, I have a good niche uh, amount of friends uh, in League of Legends. There, when we get together, we usually just queue up together and usually stomp because we're all on, we all we're all on Skype to begin with. So we we sh- we sh- we're shout out orders like, okay, go there, don't go in that bush, stay away. Okay, wait, 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 I'm going in. Follow me. <laughs> I'm going into the bush. Yeah, <laughs> follow me. <laughs> stay away from the magic bush. Hey. Yes. <laughs> Didn't know LOL was that kind of a game. Yeah. <laughs> you play with special mods? <laughs> no, but one of my friends does, actually. He has ah, I didn't need to know that he existed. Rule 34. He reskins all his champions to something sweeter, I guess. I'm like, oh, I'm, uh, I'm fine with the skins they have. Uh, <laughs> and they're all blow-up dolls. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my brain just got hurt. <laughs> and this, this thing's not even hardcore. Mm-hmm. Uh, Casually. Be afraid. Be very <laughs> Alrighty, thank you for calling in and sharing the deep dark recesses of your brain. I think. <laughs> we'll catch you Bye. next time. Encouraging me, casuals. That's kind of what we do. There we go. And then we had email to also cover mm-hmm. uh, from our sponsor from right. last week who sponsored the segment, mm-hmm. uh, Sebastian. Clarifying because I, I read word for word his. Um, to bring the sentient cloud, mm-hmm. yeah, and like, ah, and he explains as follows: Hi, CH crew. Due to the confusion about the phrase I sent you for the sponsored segment, here is a little explanation via YouTube, and I'll send that to Barry B to link out to the world. And he says, from the portal to downloadable content, perpetual testing initiative. An overall collection of all the Cave Johnson lines you can hear one at a time while making, well, entertaining the self-made testing chambers. So it was, apparently it was a Cave Johnson line from the Portal Perpetual to, Test, yeah. Testing Initiative. Nice. Mm-hmm. Um, so thank you. And the best wishes from Germany, Sebastian. And thank you for clarifying that for me. Now, now just reading that in my head in the Cave Johnson voice. Makes a lot more makes sense. Makes more sense. Yeah. Even though I don't understand <laughs> it at all, it strangely makes more sense. <laughs> Um, and also one, one of the uh, fake Twitter feeds that um, I follow, like goddamn Batman and Drunk yeah. Hulk. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of them is if K is a Cave Johnson one. Really, whoever, whoever runs that does a really good job. Nice. Of just coming up with this weird kind of off the wall shower curtain style Cave Johnson stuff that you've come to expect from mm-hmm. the development of the. Uh, I'm sorry, I was just distracted by the blackboard. Oh, stop Shouldn't doing read that. Read the blackboard. I came over to it to post the link the way I promised. Yeah. And it Just immediately grabbed me. Look at where you post. That, don't look at the that, words. That. Too late. Don't don't look up. Just it just involved don't. toys, Doc Dead, and the word basement, and it, it had me at that point. <laughs> but I've alt tabbed away and I'm safe now. There you go. You had me at basement. You had me at basement. Had me at toys <laughs> and basement. <laughs> and Doc Dead. Oh. And the fact that it was a woman posting it, it just is like yeah. What the? Oh. Nothing. There's <laughs> nothing. Uh, My computer is continue. vibrating. Continue. Mm. <laughs> Must have been really excited about that Doc Dad post. Hey. <laughs> you live around here often? Oh, my God. <laughs> what? Okay, so. I just work here. Yes, the, 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 quite the unbelievably annoying fly. We have yeah. a single fly who wants desperately to be on internet radio. Has right. desperately to be loved. Keeps trying to land on our microphone saying, it's me, it's me, I want to be free. But anyway, I digress. We had there was one other email in here. I beg, nope, that was from last week. I'm sorry, that was uh-huh. old. I did not clean out the box. My bad. My bad. 
<laughs> what? Okay. Do we have another caller? Uh, not currently. Let me make sure Skype is behaving. Okay. <laughs> yes, yeah, Skype is behaving. Just no one loves us. Aww. Aww. That's sad. Sad. Eh. Well, that's okay because we actually had a lot of research yeah, and stuff, yeah. so we there can definitely go back to that. One in here yeah. that was only brushed up against, but I, I heard longer uh, news reports on uh-huh. during the week. A, one of the editors over at Wired.com got hacked. Oh, yeah. In a very creative way that leveraged weaknesses across Amazon and Apple's platforms to, through a series of steps, Get them total control over this guy's i uh, iTunes store yeah. account, allowed him to remote wipe his MacBook and his iPad, his and iPad, his, his iPhone. Wow! Because once you're in there, if you've got the remote wipe capability turned on, you can do it. This kind of illustrates the downside to having the single key to your kingdom. Right. So they had a system where and here's the weak one, the weak point that I didn't understand why this even existed, where you could call in to Apple, give just your email address, and then put a new credit card on the account with no other identifying factors. Oh, that's not good. As long as the credit card you were putting on there had the correct name on it. Oh. So these guys mocked up a prepaid card yeah. and put in a new credit card on the guy's Apple account. Hung up. Called back. Said, hi, need to do a password reset. And one of the pieces of information you can provide is the last four digits of a credit card on the account. Nice. Got a password reset done that way. And I forget which, what combination of which of these right. weaknesses was on the Amazon side, which was on the Apple side. Um, that allowed them to get the little bits and pieces of information to eventually convince Apple to reset this guy's password, at which point, game on. Boom. And this guy actually set up a separate Twitter account and engaged them in conversation and got one of the guys to agree this if I per, if I do not pursue you with the law right will you tell me how you did this and he got them to spell it out for him step by step wow and based on that wrote an article about here is how I was hacked and here is how I got the hacker to tell me how he did it um, and it was really an illustration of the weaknesses of having everything under one umbrella mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and how single factor authentication sucks yeah and they didn't even have to hack. You know, this guy had a very secure password. He had oh. a machine-generated password. Doesn't matter. It totally didn't matter. Yeah. Because they let him walk right in and make the change. Now that Apple and Amazon have closed down these weaknesses, at least temporarily in their systems, but it just lets them know that yeah, you need to be a little yeah. more when you're when you're holding this much of people's online lives hostage or in your control. You need right. to have some damn powerful uh, protections against it. Yeah. Be afraid. Yeah, I mean, actually, password strength now is almost becoming laughable because yeah. really brute forcing a pass- password is not done. There's so many other ways that are much easier to get your As password. They, yeah, they, they didn't need to brute force a damn thing. No, right. that was that's a classic got, example of social engineering. Yep, right. Social engineering and just knowing how the system works. Yeah. Right. And playing well, weaknesses look, of two the, different systems off of each other. The yeah. reality is that social engineering is about playing to the weaknesses of the system. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't matter Weakness whether it's online or in person or exactly. So they, they set up and they set up the infrastructure and you play in between the lines. So it's, it's fascinating. Yeah. Fright- and, and frightening when you consider that, you know, yeah. he, he's never getting back the stuff that was on his MacBook. Sure. Unless he, he might be able to send it off to drive savers and pay a lot of money and have them 
But yeah, it's still... Maybe, but it was... Yeah. It's Unless he has a time machine. Unless he has a time machine backup, which is a wonderful, wonderful thing. Right. <laughs> what? I was like... I oh. went a completely different way when you said like time, a machine. time machine. Like I was like, or a TARDIS? I was yeah. like, a TARDIS? What? <laughs> okay. No, Apple's. That would also Apple's, work, though. That Apple's <laughs> backup. Yeah. That would absolutely work, yeah. Yeah, now that I think about but it. But also in the land of hacking, uh, a small uh, international news organization you may have heard of called Reuters right. yes. uh, had their Twitter account hacked. Oops. And some very uh, inventive tweets went out from uh, their Twitter account. Uh, writers shareholders to hold meeting over Rothschild's iron grip over decision making process. Fox News asks Americans uh, Americans left wondering is Al Qaeda an enemy or not? <laughs> and they link to some kind of I don't know what kind of YouTube oh, White House spokesperson says financial and technical support given to Al Qaeda operatives in Syria. And so they just go oh, wow. Yeah, they went they ran with it. So single factor authentication and non or easily brute forced passwords, uh, bad. Yeah, <laughs> a little bit. When you have you know, massive informational conduits from trusted sources, yeah, like Reuters. Mm-hmm. But I digress. What do you got? Um, well, they also have an article about Google starts punishing pirate sites in search results. Oh yes, which is a real interesting mm-hmm. one. Where basically they've they're going to lower results Ranks. for uh, sites based on the number of complaints. Not proven, mm. right. just the number complaints. of complaints. And Nobody will ever game that system against their competitors or anything. Well, and you know that you will have sites like YouTube that gets a lot of... Which is mysteriously excluded from this system. Is it? Yes. Oh, so they did announce that. Okay. They did mention that YouTube will not be included in this system. Right. Because it's their own baby. And yeah. It couldn't possibly have anything bad on it. Well, and it, it, they, they get enough complaints on it that it would have lowered it in a heartbeat because there's enough times that yes. people come out and go, you know, that's copyrighted material. But competing sites like Vimeo. Oh, yeah. They're, oh, they're, they're, they're totally included. Yeah. Yeah, so they're yeah. not, you know, not a monopoly, not abusing their power or anything. Just yeah. Now, I like it in a related story. Because you know everybody kind of freaking out about you this. Think? Right. NASA posts the first images of the Mars rover yeah, Curiosity and has them take it down for copyright infringement because Scripps basically put a, a call into YouTube and said no, that's copyrighted, even though it's NASA's and it was on their channel and NASA never copyrights their work. And so they were able to put <laughs> nothing it back wrong up, here. Nothing wrong. Like, the system is working as intended. Wow. So, yeah, so that brought a lot of criticism to the shoot first, ask questions later. (laughs) It's almost as if the system were designed to protect the rights holders at the expense of everyone else. Yeah. So that would never happen. Well, basically everybody's saying that this is the RIAA and the Motion Picture Association basically got a big win by getting Google to say, yeah, we'll We'll start start excluding or completely downgrading torrent sites and such like that from search results. Never mind, you know, totally legit companies that use torrent technology right if it's got a dot tor down sure it. sure Just and never mind if it's if it's never proven that they are hosting material the dmca yeah. told us a long time ago that that's absolutely fine it's all about guilty before being proven innocent because this is america right and go down to the old airport and get your freedom grope because damn it you're guilty until we scan your body to prove you're not mm-hmm. but i'm not bitter 
<laughs> speaking of that, we were talking about... Speaking of Freedom Grope, yes. Speaking yes. of Freedom Grope, um, we were talking about that same thing at a dinner party we were at last yeah. night. And um, it came out about the... What was it? The 12-year-old? Wasn't it a 12-year-old that jumped on a plane yeah. in Europe? Got it from London to somewhere in the U.S. I think it was like New England. York. It was yeah, somewhere yeah. in England, and it that's where he got landed on the plane. in so, New York. New York, yeah. So London, New York. This kid Without managed to pass. just kind of walk in with a group of a couple other kids and their parent, walk behind no, them. No ticket. Got no on the ticket. plane. No wow. ticket. That's, got through everything. That's and a set of brass balls. Managed to get to <laughs> yeah. New York. It's like, hmm. <laughs> wait. Thank God they checked my shoes. Exactly. <laughs> It's so I forgot to look up the actual story where that happened, but I'm sure you guys in the IRC can look it up. But that's, uh, yeah, we were talking about that. And it just wow. goes to show that, you know, groping my hair like they do every time I go through the airport is not going to really help if a kid can just walk right in. Mm, right. Be afraid. Be very afraid. All right. That brings us neatly to the end of the show. Thank you for joining us this week. Coming up next on the live stream, The Emperor's Court with Emperor and Highlander. They will take the slightly political things that we just kind of brushed gently against and then danced away from before becoming too controversial. And they will stomp all over them and tell them exactly how they feel about it and how you should feel as well. And if you don't feel the same way as them, you are, of course, wrong. And probably hate freedom. And you do hate freedom. (laughs) Why do you hate freedom? And puppies. Exactly. And why do you kill kitten Daxa? Uh, what, what has freedom done for me? Lately? What has freedom done for yeah. me lately? <laughs> Stand by for the minimum of three hours of awesomeness that is about to follow us in the form of the Emperor's Court. Your three-hour break from internet porn. What? Nothing. I'm not wrong. Absolutely nothing. Thank you again to the awesome volunteer staff of Versus the World Productions, the audio team, the research team, the graphical team, all of you guys that help us keep the forums free from robotic spammers because, my God, they're persistent. If you want to buy Ugg boots, they will let you know exactly where you need to go because apparently there's lots of money in Ugg boots. There is tons of money in Ugg boots. I just and thanks to our... Thanks to Atlas for coming on the show yes. and letting us know a little bit more about the uh, Triwizard Tournament, the drinking Triwizard Drinking Tournament, mm-hmm. which will be part of again this year. In all of its glory. In all of its glory. We shall return... Next week, same bat time, same bat channel. Meanwhile, I have been Gnomewise. I've been Eyelight. I've been Dexa. And I've been Grail. And we are... Nobody's, nobody's going to beat me to it. I mean, you've got me trained to wait for it. <laughs> Out of here. Out of here. Bye-bye, radio people.